Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 65. Wow, you nailed it without even referencing a doc or asking me. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Three years in the making, this has been. <laughs> oh, wow, he's bursting. <laughs> I'm bursting with joy here. And this is a very special episode. Later in the episode, we will be... Yeah, they're all special, Daniel. Don't look I mean, around like they're not. Anytime I get to sit down with you and talk video games, is pretty special. I feel special. Yeah, yeah. Special edition. Sure. Uh, this is going to be an E3 breakdown, talk down, talk through. We have a lot of emotions that we want to work through. Mm-hmm. A lot of tepid emotions, yeah. I would say. I'm going to say this is the most underwhelmed I've ever been. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. But unlike last year and the year before where we had li- literally like an itemized listing breakdown of every game from every conference that ever was... It's not going to be like that. This no. Time. We're not going to waste your time. We're not going to waste our time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I told you earlier, I don't have the wherewithal to do that. Mm-mm. And also, there weren't that many interesting announcements. There just wasn't to line them all up yeah. and like break them each down. Like we want to, we want to go for the top level things, right? There are some obvious bangers mm-hmm. and everything else was kind of status quo. Okay. This year was status quo. I think so. We're, we're going to get into our... Do you mm-hmm. want to do like our overview, high-level thoughts here? Or do you want to get into some housekeeping first? How do you want to do this? I want to get into some housekeeping. Okay. Let's save all the E3. Th- let's, let's save wait. it for one morsel, okay? Like okay. a KFC bucket filled with E3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I get breasts? I like the breasts. You're going to get nothing but breasts. Shit. Here we go. If you didn't know, The Save Room is King County's third favorite gaming podcast. The other two, Cartridge Mouth and Gaming Boobs Ranked, haven't posted since 2015, yet somehow still pulling higher numbers than us Fuck. anyway you can find us on soundcloud.com slash the save room show spotify google play stitcher itunes and on rss feeds wherever you can find those i think they're intangible hey we need you to subscribe <laughs> we need you to like us we need you to rate us we need you we actually appreciate any support that you can give us mm-hmm. you guys are awesome yeah we got like 79 morsels of episodes you could check out kevin just did a dark phoenix review with our buddy earphone that was pretty dag nasty got a little mm-hmm. 8-bit x-man theme in there 16-bit if you really oh, oh, want to get yeah, into no, no, it different drive really... different processors you're i mean right. it, it's it's twice the amount of power yeah it, it was a powerful entry <laughs> some blast it processing it yeah <laughs> all right and if you feel so inclined you can follow us on twitter for neat tweets or to blow up our mentions every time we say breath of the wild was just all right at save room show it was just all right it was just all right it's but you, right. that hasn't stopped me from retweeting every bit of breath of the wild 2 fan art that's come my way i love the art style of that game it's yeah it's there's incredible. a lot i love about it. don't 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 get it twisted mm-hmm. okay i think it's a beautiful game and i think it's a great entry in the zelda series mm-hmm. It just doesn't fancy my interests. Yeah. That's it. The Metacritic says <laughs> otherwise, but you know, whatever. Meta what? Metacritic. What does Rotten Tomatoes say about <laughs> You know I only go to the Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, for all things gaming. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you like watching a man struggle with OBS for 12 minutes every time he goes live? Yeah, you do. Check out my stream at twitch.tv slash the red herb. And that's a true thing. The last time I streamed, I couldn't see the fucking chat. Yeah, no, I I was in that one. That was last night. You're like, hey, is my chat there? Nobody's responding. Am I here by myself? I see the people, but I don't see the chat. I see the people, but (laughs) it was like that episode of Haunting of Hill House. Oh my god. (laughs) Were were you L? Yeah, was it L? Okay, L's just standing. (laughs) You couldn't see me. I was standing there and screaming the whole time. (laughs) 
That was me. I, I didn't know. The haunting of the Red Herb stream. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing a lot of cool streams here and there. You're going full OBS on us. Um, I'm going full actually, streamer on you. You did a few live reacts during E3 as well, which were pretty cool. I did. Mm-hmm. That is a nice little Danway. I'm going to call it a Danway from now on. Sure. We are making some YouTube comment uh, comments. Well, comments and content. Let's hold on. Hold on. I'll Fuck get a present. There's no we. It's been you. You've been doing all the video oh. stuff, and it's quite brilliant what you've been putting together. So I mean, all, yeah. all I do is I edit out all the, the mouth filth. Actually, I keep more mouth filth in there than I should. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, I have a reaction video to Final Fantasy uh, 8 and 7, essentially. It should be 7 and then 8, but my love is toward 8. Mm-hmm. So that's the bigger. That got the marquee title yeah. on there. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I What was it called? The- like Final Fantasy 8? remaster reaction and i guess final fantasy 7 was announced or whatever it was just all caps final <laughs> fantasy 8 is getting remastered and then in parentheses and some ff7 <laughs> reactions <laughs> listen priority sure 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 and then i have one for the nintendo direct um which took forever to edit together so please watch it and it's all rudimentary editing i'm just mm-hmm. like cutting out some parts i'm not yeah. doing like crazy wipes and and zooming in and get, getting the ha-has I, I i have a fucking basic laptop man what do you want from me yeah. it, my, my, it fucking screams and howls at me whenever i try to upload something more than 100 gigabytes so dude, well, 100. I mean, 100 megabytes. Hey, I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't reek of baby's first, like, live react, but, you know, you're, you're doing it. You're making it happen. I'm doing it. There's, so some, there's some cool stuff in there. You could actually search the save room on YouTube. We don't have, like, a, a fun URL because no. you can't get one of those until yeah. you have 100 subscribers. We are up to six. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you search the save room, you're more likely to find John Legend songs first because I think he has a song called The Save Room. true. Yeah, it's hard to get around John Legend these days. It's incredibly true. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel? Yes. However... Despite the fact that we got into the the content, video content machine, there is more important news here. Daniel's back on the streaming game. Yeah, I've been on this, uh, well, my vacation started about, like, a few days ago. So I'm on this, like, three-week staycation now while I'm between jobs right now. now. Yeah. Because I don't start my new store until the beginning of July, basically. Yeah, I'm going bored out of my mind. But I decided to start streaming again, and it's been cool. Um, You can find me over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons & Daniels. I did kind of like a total of like five hours of streaming yesterday damn yeah i started i wanted a light morning stream so i played some limbo because i thought it would be an easy transition back into things and it's not too much in terms of like gameplay and i can interact with people it was cool beat it in one sitting as you do with limbo pretty great still still holds up you like it yeah i love it my favorite part what what are you gonna ask me you gonna play inside oh i don't know I don't okay. want to pay 20 bucks for it. Is it 20 bucks still? It's still 20 bucks, yeah, yeah. It's on the Switch, though, right? Yeah. Actually, I think the 20 bucks might be the collection for the two of them, but still, I don't want to pay 20 bucks for it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But no, I like that game a lot. It's really cool, atmospheric, and I appreciate that there are as many kill and death animations in that game as there are, like, The Last of Us or Dead Space. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many yeah. ways to kill that little boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty- like re4 but side scroller yep, right yep, yep. yeah Good yeah shit. so i did that and then i did another two and a half hours after that of horizon zero dawn because i've been going hard on that so. you have been going hard on that yep. like you said you started the week at what like 23 percent completion and now you're no it was like 31 or 32 and yeah. i'm sitting at like 73 percent completion 73 yeah. wow you sailed right past the sex number yep just barreling through it dude when i walked in it was at 68 and i was like you need to like let me know when yep. the sex number comes in i'll do a cartwheel in here <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. to clear out some stuff but yeah you could do the cartwheel where i don't know if you already said it i forgot huh. where can they find you on twitch oh, i said it at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels that's right <laughs> i don't know what my stream schedule is going to look like i do have a lot of time on my hands so i might stream here and there 
um, depending on how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like really low energy lately mm. in terms of life and content creation and all this other stuff. So give me a follow, ding those notifications, mm-hmm. or if you're in the Discord with us, you'll see when I go live. So how do we build you up, man? Do we do we like show you some more some more E3 announcements, like the hidden ones? Keep showing me like fan art of Zelda with short hair. That gives me life. You want fan art? Yeah. I could do a cheat code, and then like suddenly Sony's conference shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> That'd 2019. Be great. Like, oh shit, what is this? <laughs> I'm just sleeping, and it just happens in my brain while I'm sleeping. Last of Last of Us Two, date? What? <laughs> Rumor has it it's uh, February. Yep, February 2020. You believe it? I don't think it's that hard to believe at this point. I think release dates are hard to believe. Okay. I don't trust anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Phil, and if that's true, next February and March are going to be fucked. Because yep. this year, yep. everyone was just like, uh, the fall's already kind of booked. We're going to slam dance all over on that March. March uh, is like period. the biggest March I've seen in a while in terms yeah. of 2020. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's a few fucking breakthroughs. But Daniel, yeah. before we get into this E3 KFC bucket, as uh, mentioned before. Wait, hold on. Is it crispy? grilled or original recipe how are we doing it well considering this e3 a lot of them were just grilled okay (laughs) jesus very disappointing just like ugh, what are you doing it's Mm. about the skin it's about that crispy skin (laughs) and so sony always brought that Yeah, there's so much flavor in the skin laden knew (laughs) i know it's bad for you but damn does it taste good uh before we get into that we've been playing some games we're bringing back a, a save room classic we're gonna talk about what we've been playing first and then we'll get into the e3 show yeah, okay? it never left we just kind of flipped it at the tail end of the news because it took us like an hour to get into the news in the early episodes right just yeah. like you know in any relationship you got to try something uh, you know to spice it up yeah if that's role play then that's what it is if it's switching the uh what we've been playing in front of the news yeah. you got to do that too <laughs> <laughs> okay so why don't you start tell me what you've been playing you've been playing horizon first yes. of all yes, yes, yes can yes. you give me just we've talked about horizon in the past but i want to get a high level of like why is it hitting now for you like versus back in the day i mean that game came out in what february of 2017 Correct. so i'm like two and a half years late with this endeavor yeah. right now <laughs> i don't know what's Listen, a good game still a good game down yeah. the, down the way you know let, let me just say so i started it then and then a few weeks later breath of the wild came out and i shelved mm. horizon and i was playing a lot of breath of the That's wild right i forgot about that and then we moved and i was in this weird funk for a few months and <laughs> i kind of just put it down and then i picked it back up that august i think it was august 2017 played it for a few weeks, and then put it down again. And I hadn't touched it probably (laughs) like well over a year and a half after that. Almost two years, actually. And then we're in the backlog season of it now, and I just feel like I owed it my time. I really, like as a Sony pony, Sony fanboy and all that, like I was like, I need to give it a fair shake, beat it, get the platinum, and really just see what that game's about through and through. So You're blazing through? Blazing through, man. I'm getting getting those blazing suns. Ooh. Fucking doing the work, man. But I don't know. It's um it's really, really great. It's really refined in a lot of its open world approaches. I appreciate that it like doesn't waste my time with a uh-huh. lot of it, what it tries to do. I was telling you earlier, like a lot of the Ubisoft games have like twenty bandit camps or twenty types of activities it wants you to do while doing everything else. And I feel like this is a really slimmed down experience. Like you have your collectibles you have to find, your bandit camps, your cauldrons, corrupted zones. And it's just like, it's pretty trim in terms of like fat, you know? So it's just like, okay, cool. I can kind of bounce from one activity to the other. And it's pretty great like that. I do feel like sometimes the bandit camps go on a little too long. Like, you know, I want to go in and know I'm going to be fighting 20 people. And I feel like there's a hundred people in there sometimes. Yeah. Yep. But yep. 
other than that, it's it's great being back in the world. Uh, I think the writing is really good. The voice acting is awesome. And the story is, like, fascinating. Now that I'm kind of peeling back the layers and kind of figuring out what's going on with, like, the robots and the Zero Dawn operation, I'm like, oh, shit, there's something really, really special here. Like, I know why the dinosaurs are there. I know all this cool stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad I stuck with it, you know? Yeah, I. it's one of my favorite, favorite Sony exclusives. And I won't even say, like, we, again... This has been said before. It doesn't exactly reinvent the wheel, like no. it, but it is this kind of combination of all the best parts of like other open world games. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of that uh, new Tomb Raider. You got a little bit of that like GTA ness to it. You got a little bit of like everything. You got to get that a little bit of Ubisoft in there mm-hmm. too. But together, it's just as the way that it's implemented is so seamless and so cool. Yeah, I walked in and I was just like, even though it came out in 2017, I was like, this is a blast from the past, and it still looks gorgeous. Like there are oh, moments because yeah. it we're kind of in spoiler territory here, but. Like, it takes place in, like, a futuristic version of, like, Colorado. Nah, I was just trying, I was, I was trying to think of yeah. where it was. Yeah, or Denver, Colorado. rather. So you get a lot of, yeah, like, mountainsides right. and deserts and, like, really cool scenery yeah. on top of, like, everything else that's implemented in its, like, futuristic post-apocalyptic uh, skin. So, yeah, it's it's neat. Um, the little open-world flourishes it has are pretty awesome. Like, you have this focus that helps you, like, track things or, like, track enemy mm-hmm. patterns and helps you kind of, like... Because each dinosaur or robot, whatever you want to call them, I don't know if there's... Robosaur. Like Robosaurs. Mm. They have, like, special parts that you can break off. So if you hold down on, like, L3, R3, you can do a scan on them and you can see, like, what parts you could break off to your advantage. You could break cannons off of them and use them to take them down. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of really cool shit there that other games don't really have in play. And, yeah, there's a lot of, like, Ubisoft stuff in there. Like, you have towers, but it's the approach. Like, they're not just towers. Like, they're these long necks that you have to scale and you can see the whole world and you get their data and it's just, like... I don't know. It's just really cool and, and unique. No, I, I think you're totally right. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn is a better game than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. And it was when it came out in 2017, and it still is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. thank you. Thank you for uh, really uh, solidifying that for the safe roommates out there. Some of the stuff is a little janky, I'll say that, but mm. that, that's a What's janky? Uh, some of the pop-in for the audio, like with the dialogue, uh, or like the yeah. cutscenes, or like a character will legit be 100 feet behind me, and I'll hear him like they're right next to me. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, or some of that weird like Skyrim popping in terms of like... Uh you're talking to somebody and then they just pop into frame out of nowhere it's weird <laughs> but you know i can't hold too much against it because it is like a masterpiece and really i don't want to say a master class in design but it's a master class in design no it's, it's great yeah. it's a fundamentally great i'm really interested to see uh death stranding use the same engine yes. for that yeah, game yeah. as well like oh fuck yeah. it's already proven itself right yeah. you know that's how i feel yeah you've been playing anything else been jump jump down it was that down gaming alley limbo like i said i sat down and beat that in two and a half hours that game's still really cool really special um no. limbo never struck a chord with me for some really? reason yeah like i liked it i don't think i've ever beat limbo oh like it's a side scrolling puzzle game cool. yeah you know like that's it's it's one of those um the gameplay is like really light those games are like fast food to me you know yeah. i just like eat them up and then i kind of forget them unless you know <laughs> later on in the bathroom i would say a game like journey definitely had more of an emotional resonance with mm, me just mm-hmm. because of like the drop in drop out from like kind of the anonymous player aspect or just how immersive that world is in a 3d space but i don't know i like limbo it's spooky it's creepy it's kind of has like this mysticism about it anonymous player i think uh they call it glory holding glory holding. And, uh, in yeah game, you get glory hold a lot in that game there's so much glory you holding. Get glory hold and you get your <laughs> scarf stolen it's pretty great <laughs> 
just, just another night in downtown seattle <laughs> yeah basically but no that's kind of it for yeah. me i think after horizon i'm gonna i'm in this final fantasy fever pitch right now where i'm probably gonna jump to either final fantasy 9 or 12 and then i'm gonna play days gone because we got that during the days of play sale so, gotcha gotcha yeah. um so i'm gonna move the ball to you because this let's, is let's see okay well where do i said okay first of all first of all first of all i will start with um so Bungie had a bunch of news about the future of Destiny and what they're doing, and I got a quick craving to be like, hey, let me reinstall Destiny 2 uh, on the PS4, yeah. which took 96 gigabytes. Not Jesus Christ. I'm not surprised, but yeah. it's like, fuck, dude. Like, if they continue, like, servicing the game over, like, you know, they have this, uh, what, year three plan for it? Like, oh, well, shit, it is year three, isn't it? Yeah, well, what's wow. that going to do to my hard drive, son? Do I have to get an <laughs> external just for Destiny content? Some people have it. I know. Yeah. I know they do. The Guardians I mean, out there, they're crazy about that game. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, I went pretty hard on that game before, and then it was like too much chocolate cake, essentially. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, I'm done. I need something else. I just ran out of stuff to do in the game, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, outside of like the PvP, like, Shaq's challenges, I was yeah. like, I don't want to keep doing the same, like, missions or live public events or, or like or fluff bounty yeah or like, like replaying yeah. the yeah. missions but they're harder now you that's know? fair and that's why it was really cool when i when i jumped back in i was like oh shit the war mine content episode one and two is just like free in there I, oh. I don't remember hearing any announcement i i thought that was paid dlc but maybe like when forsaken came out they're like oh here you go maybe. L- listen i stopped paying attention to what they were doing with destiny because i was like hey, i gotta move on there's like other live service games mm. and other just game games that I want to play. Yeah, and that came out in what, like October of 2017. So it's been some time. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. But it was really cool fucking getting back into mm. it. Like the gameplay is solid. Like I, that's the first thing that stood out to me. I was like, oh, that's right. This is a masterclass in FPS design. Mm-hmm. And some of um the areas and stuff that I went to in um what Warmind or whatever the content's called. No, actually the the first one that I played was um Trials of Osiris or something of Osiris. You actually meet the guy named Osiris who was like an old guardian Hmm. and you go to these kind of like Egyptian inspired levels and like it was fucking cool. Hmm. I felt like I was walking into a Luke Besson sci-fi film or something. I was like, wow. Fifth element up in there. Yeah, dude. I was like, I remember like the color pops and and just uh, the graphics are, damn, it looks good on the pro, dude. Yeah, Hmm. I didn't play Destiny 2 on my pro originally, so... I was impressed with the game when it came out, for sure. There's a reason we put so much time into it. And I created, I think, two different classes over the course of my time with it. Yeah, yeah. uh, Warlock, and then I think I did Hunter. I've only ever played as a Hunter, dude. Between one and two, I've only done Hunter. And people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, Mm. you know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really like being a hunter. Hey, man, do you? I'm doing, man. Yeah. So it was really just future-proofing because I, I, I installed it because I want to play Shadowkeep when it comes out. Mm-hmm. So I might just keep it on my hard drive. Like, I'm just like, hey, I, I will get back into it and I will pick up that content because... Shadowkeep doesn't come out till like, September. September, though. yeah. Okay. It's uh, middle of June. Oh, yeah. fuck. It'll, right. it'll that's, fly that's still like fucking yeah. three months. You got a lot of games coming up between now There's and There's so many games in September as well, dog. But yeah, I, I just, just quick, high level. I like it. There okay. you go. So I've been playing some other stuff. Sure. We, were, we were talking about that FF fever, and you know what? I made a whole video about like my Final Fantasy reactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So just right up, I'm kind of hype on, on FF7 Remake for a game that I did not originally really play. I played Final Fantasy 7 when I was like 10 years old, mm-hmm. and I played it after I'd already beaten 8 and 9. Okay. 
And I played like two hours because I was like, this is ugly. Why do they look like blocks? Like they yeah. look like fucking Legos running around. So it, I, I just bounced off of it. When in retrospect, a it's a hard game to kind of look at. Um, right. But I picked it up for the Switch. It was on sale. They're mm-hmm. doing this big uh, E3 sale. It was twelve seventy nine or something okay. like that. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Since uh, I can stream Switch games, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, hey, why not? Let me plug this in, get some retro stuff going on. And um, I got to say, despite the fact that it, it's a game that came out 23 years ago in 97, and despite the fact that the graphics are a little rough, um, it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're not winning any favors with that one. <laughs> you asked me pretty hard. You're like, oh, what should I play? A Final Fantasy 7 or 9? I was like, well, 9 is like the better game, I nine think. 9 is the better game. But I'll let you do what you want to do. And y'all, y'all, you want to hear something? 8 is the better game, too. Whoa. Flame us. <laughs> Jesus. Give a shit. No, I, no it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I'm running into some rough edges, and it's not hooking me. Like, it's a dated game. Yeah. You go through the story, and I gotta tell you, the writing is not great, dude. The dialogue is pretty shithouse. Uh, and kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. You have fucking Cloud saying some weird shit. You have some definitely, like, old-school mindsets about how people view women in the fucking game. Mm-hmm. You have this whole cross-dressing scene, which, keep the cross-dressing in the remake. Yeah. But, like, remove the whole sex dungeon that you walk into run by a man named don corneo yeah he he, fuck it okay so he goes through three women a night looking for his bride he picks one and then he throws the other two to his fucking like bloodthirsty crew and and, like (laughs) you get in the one scene where you get thrown into the den with all of his crew and they start like kind of prowling up on (laughs) you and going hey sweetheart oh i like your lips and i'm just like what the fuck what is happening here and how are you going to remake this? Is it going to be, since the uh, Final Fantasy remake focuses only on Midgar, is the sex dungeon going to be like three to eight hours of gameplay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten little quest lines. So I'm running into all this kind of shit where I'm just like, yeah, yo, this is everyone's favorite game of mm. all time? I'm just like, I don't know, man. The story is goofy and weird and the dialogue's not great yeah. and the graphics I, are poor and it, uh, i don't know i get it it's an old ass game and it's probably everybody's first entry into like rpgs exactly. or final fantasy rather i mean i was talking to you and like showing you a certain gameplay and you're just like i don't remember this i don't i don't like i remember probably being in midgar for like three to five hours max hmm. and then thinking that how like the first two discs of the final fantasy 7 remake are going to focus strictly on that like being a 40 plus hour experience yeah. i'm like what is there to do there how are you going to flesh this shit out i mean they say it's a complete reimagining of like cool. how that is yeah. and flesh out the story in different ways and i'm like okay i hope you go in different avenues and mm-hmm. maybe ground it a little bit more where it needs to be grounded because it, it's got an offbeat sense of humor mm-hmm. And what it finds humorous is not exactly shit that jives today. So yeah. I was just like, damn. I'm like, was was 1997 really that long ago, Daniel? It was. Was it really? It was like two decades ago. So yeah, a lot I has changed. And that's like maybe old Japanese mindsets too as well. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. you don't, I don't know. I don't know the yeah. sort of social climate that game was made in, you know? I, I, I just, I don't think people remember the story for what it actually mm-hmm. is. Cause... No, they just remember Cloud. They remember uh-huh. Sephiroth with its big-ass sword. They remember Aerith. They remember all that shit. Yeah, they remember all the cool shit. Yeah. And not realizing that it's like, no, this is a really uneven game so mm-hmm. far. But I, I'm not going to trash it so much. I'm still trying to, like, get through and, like, you know, maybe get to the good part? 
you said when I meet this fucker named Red Thirteen. Oh yeah, Red Thirteen up. is best boy. Okay, for sure. I've for been sure. doing this thing that's been pissing people off on my stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I rename the characters, which apparently is a fucking Final Fantasy sin. Um, but I rename their, I rename them ever so slightly. Sure. Cloud is cloudy. <laughs> it's my boy Cloudy. Um, Tifa, Tina. That one bothers me. Tifa's not a real name. That Tina. one gets under my skin for some reason. Tina. Cloudy, like I can get by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, Eris, like it is Eris on the US edition. Mm-hmm. Just name her Aerith. I think that's more appropriate for the yeah. weebs. They might like that. <laughs> I think they hate um, it. Barrett stays Barrett. That's perfect. Respect the name. That's respect a perfect the, name. Respect, respect the gun. Respect Barrett. Okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of, ugh, like, what, what's next? Who, what other beloved name am I going to destroy? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, let's see, I think, uh, Red 13, you have Kate okay. Sith. Um, Kate Sith? Yeah. I'm going to call her Kate Leth. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Vincent. Vincent's pretty cool. Vincent. And then there's, uh, the great ninja Yuffie, one of my favorites. What if Vincent was just Tony? <laughs> <laughs> What if he wasn't? People really hate me because, like, I always just make fun of, like, things from their childhood. Yeah. Like, you, you shouldn't get that fucked up. Like, I remember um, I remember this on Twitter. Joseph Yaden, yeah. right? Uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. We love the guy. He's great. Great writer. Great stuff. He tried to play Resident Evil 2, the original, right around right around when the remake came out. And he couldn't do it. He was mm-hmm. like, this is just too dated. It's, t- it's just too cheesy, too... Like, the barrier of entry is too much because of the controls. And, like, I get that. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that i'm not gonna fucking trash this man because it is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. but i totally understand i i feel like if part seven is beloved to you you can at least still like be like yeah it's it's got some issues you know and i still like it had a fair shake with that game i got all the way to the mm-hmm. end basically but every time i've tried to go back to it since i've kind of struggled to get through it a little bit just i mean not because of any of the, the hang-ups with the writing just because like the game the style, the, mm-hmm. the, how dated it is in its visual approach. I'm just like, ah, it's an eyesore. It's an old game. It's yeah. an awkward early PS1 game. Or like even the thing where it's like you have to basically walk around and hit X everywhere you go to maybe pick up an item. It's just... Oh, yeah. I've been having this problem where like the pre-rendered backgrounds are like too blurry to figure out like what's a path forward and what's mm-hmm. not. I'm just like, where the fuck am I going? I can interact with this? Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out an MC Escher painting sometimes <laughs> when they have like the random platforming segments yeah. in it. I'm like, ugh, this is not holding up right. The one you're playing for the Switch, it's the PC port, right? That came to consoles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it has like, at least it has these uh, features where you could just fucking get invincible, yeah. like re- re-up your health and then also speed it up like three times yep. ff9 so just, had those little mods yeah. that were really nice it's it's nice because like i don't have the time to be grinding through ff7 when i'm like not totally like digging it mm. i really just want to like see more of the story and see how long it takes me before i just pick up ff9 for the switch just do it <laughs> i just just do it yeah. right so my next game sir is days gone days gone we both picked it up mm-hmm. uh i started playing it and some of your comments about horizon zero dawn are interesting because you're just like, ah, you know, some, some audio hiccups and this and that. And I'm like, cool, cool. And I'm thinking, well, Days Gone is a fucking mess <laughs> in comparison to Horizon. Like, <laughs> and not, okay, get, don't get me wrong. There are some great design in that game, great ideas. The graphics are fucking great. Mm-hmm. I like the environment. Um, the setting of, of organs really cool too. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Some of the some of the story beats are not too bad either. Mm-hmm. But it is just kind of like a mess of systems, you know? It's one of those open world games where you can just 
feel all of these like little technical flourishes colliding with each other and in maybe unexpected ways or maybe in glitchy ways you know i won't say it's like bethesda bad Mm. where it's just you know characters or zombies flying up into the fucking sky bad but there's goofy shit like you were watching the motorcycle for instance (sighs) the crocs of the whole game like you can't (laughs) if you collide with something you're gonna hop like a fucking pebble on a pond for no reason i saw you struggle across this bridge for probably like five minutes (laughs) the bike wouldn't stop its locomotion it just (laughs) wouldn't like the brake wasn't working i was like what the fuck (laughs) and you know there's moments where a horde of zombies can sneak up on you in no fucking game or reality can more than 50 zombies sneak on you i'm Mm -hmm. sorry dude like you'll be in the middle of like trying to clear out like abandoned encampment or something turn around and get fucking destroyed by these oh sorry freakers (laughs) you know and i've had it where (laughs) there's there's one part of the game where i'm trying to clear out a nest with a molotov and i accidentally catch fire and fucking deacon deacon saint john or Mm. whatever his name is he's like rolling around and then a fucking wolf comes out of nowhere and starts (laughs) eating at me i'm just like what is this yeah it seems like there are no like audio cues for some of the enemies Yeah, there's just like little things that just aren't were either not thought about or just not baked together in the right way, which is not a huge surprise that Ben spent like the first four weeks just patching the game since launch, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's still some of those oddnesses here and there. But overall, it's like there's still kind of a through line that makes me want to see more of it through. But there definitely is a repetitive nature to the game. Okay. I, I likened it to Mad Max, the game, where you're, you know, the, well, actually, they're very similar. You're in kind of a semi-desolate area, mm-hmm. and the entire game revolves around your vehicle to complete and go to areas, and you're kind of doing the same missions. Clear out an outpost. Go find this. Get some scrap. You know, and you're yeah. doing the same thing over and over. Like, the scavenging uh, aspects to it, you're always going to find bandages, kerosene, car parts. That, mm-hmm. that That's really it. There's okay. no surprise to like the looting mechanic in the game. It's almost like this just rote function, you know, where, where I feel like they could have made it like fun. I'm not, I'm not saying like go Diablo level, mm-hmm. but there could have been a thing where it's like, hey, I can do surprising things with the stuff that I find. Yeah. There's only a little bit of crafting so far from what I find where it's like, oh, I can add nails to this, I guess. Yeah. And nails it looks like the back. animations take a while to like kind of sit through as well. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. I like with Horizon that like you pick something up and it doesn't take very long at all. And you can use that in such a myriad of ways in terms of like attaching stuff to your arrows or creating certain traps or any type of ammunition. And it really plays into like your advantage. Mm-hmm. Or is this like maybe it hasn't shown itself fully yet? Yeah, I think the difference was, like, so with Horizon, it feels like when you're, like, doing, I guess, the the loot or scavenging mechanic, it is to upgrade yourself, to increase your standing in the world, whereas whereas in um, Days Gone, it's more about just kind of... You have to maintain yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it has scavenging. Uh, the Breath of the Wild, our like Red Dead Redemption Two mm-hmm. design philosophy, where it's like it's kind of survivally in that yeah. regard. Where Horizon's more of like an action open world RPG, so the stuff you're gathering is like ammunition or health. Yeah, um, you don't necessarily need to get like fuel for your bike or little things to maintain your character. You know? Right. I think that's a very good comparison, so, especially for Red Dead. Yeah. Like, imagine your horse in Red Dead is your bike in Days yeah. Gone. You have to get it gasoline. You know, feed your bike. Mm-hmm. you have to repair it or you know like in a uh, red dead you had the you had the fucking what, what was it you're tame it ta- no not tame it, it but uh groom it yeah, yeah. you had to groom it, it it's kind of like that with your bike and that could make for sometimes frustrating situations where it's like dude i'm not near any resource mm-hmm. and my bike is fucking dead is this <laughs> supposed to be harrowing or just like 
padding out my playtime with it. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing too. Like it, they're big, extensive areas that the game wants you to navigate through and drive between point A to point B. You do unlock fast travel, and yes, it does cost some gas, but okay. for the most part, it's like, hey, let me just drive there, and then you realize, like, oh fuck, this is longer. This is longer than I thought it would take. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it just gets kind of, it can get monotonous. I'll okay. say that, but. Some of the story beats are really cool. Some of the characters that you're meeting, especially really cool. Mm-hmm. I like some of those interactions. And I think, um, whereas a game like uh, Last of Us, which is a very, like, story-heavy, takes, like, kind of pulls your hand through its narrative It has, like, game. a linearity about Ex- it. Exactly. Too. This one's more open, and you can kind of get a bigger sense of, like, what is the effect of this disaster in the mm-hmm. world two years after the zombie outbreak? And you meet some characters where it's like, oh, wow, are you okay? Uh, you know, and, and kind of see the effects of it. Okay. I think that's cool. I'm still going to plunge more into it. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it, like, when we're both playing it a bit more. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get into it. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to beat in Platinum Horizon, play Final Fantasy for a bit. Yeah. I just have to make room for Days Gone on my hard drive, so... Yeah, it's like 60 gigabytes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and I gotta see how into a new uh, open world game I'm gonna be yeah. after Horizon. So, it looks cool. The The world looks great. I'm interested to see the more interesting parts of it. The the organization you work for, Nora, that whole relief effort. I want to see how the, the nests play out. I hear you come across not only, like, human freakers, but, like, animal freakers. Like, Did you uh, say the Nora? What? Isn't that what's called? Nora? Uh, what's the organization that you work for? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, Nero is the organization Nero. in the game. Uh, you don't work for them unless you just spoiled me. Did oh. you spoil that? No, me? no, no. I, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nora's in uh, Horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're part of the Nora tribe. Um, <laughs> but was, no, and I was like, where am I? You come across like infected animals and shit too, which kind of creates for like. I haven't done that. Yeah, like I, I did fight a bear. Yeah, infected bears. And shit. <laughs> I let them on fire. That's cool. <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was like harrowing as shit. Yeah. See, there's moments like that where it's just like, okay, the crazy open world like does service the mm-hmm. gameplay, but it's like it's the in between that's kind of rough. Otherwise, it's just like you're just on your bike for what feels like way too long. Yeah. You know what else sucks? Mm. I love Sam Witwer. I do. Yeah. But, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he talks for everything he does. Everything he does. Like, he'll pick up a flower and be like, yeah, yeah, I need this. Oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get that. Yeah. They're like, what? Are you okay? And he'll, like, whenever he's crafting something or doing anything, he's just like, oh, you thought you were going to hide this from me? No, you're not going to do that for me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, such, shut up, dude. Like, stream of consciousness the entire game. I'm just like, be like other video game characters. Oh, I could use this. Mm-hmm. And you're done. Yeah. That's your line. Give him a fucking coffee and tell him to go outside. Stop the, the VO. It's time to shut down the mics. <laughs> okay? It's like they paid too much money for him, so they had to use him for every line he was worth. I don't I don't mean to be mean, but, yeah. like, how much does Sam Witwer cost? Oh, I don't know. Isn't my dude, like, on CW or something? Like, isn't he, like, a B-villain on, like, Arrow? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I met the guy once, I think. Did actually. you really? Uh, yeah, when I was working, like, Comic-Con or something, he oh, came okay. up to the booth and, like, said our shirts were cool, and I was like, ah, nice. I love your chin. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right, we, we, we spent some time on this what we've been playing sec. <coughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, we spent some time on this segment here, so let's get into this big E3 shebang, the, the, the mm. showcase of the summer, but not really. Yeah, I, I kind of want to say, um... We had a prediction episode, mm-hmm. and the only prediction that came true was fucking Switcher, <laughs> essentially. Switcher. I had a few predictions that came true. What? Uh, my Zelda prediction kind of came true. Did you mention Breath of the Wild too? 
In the episode previously where I threw like the lightning round stuff at you and you didn't have time to think about it, I was like, I would like a Breath of the Wild follow-up. And then at the end of that that one we did, I was like, do an expansion or do like something set in that world. Oh shit, yeah. dude. I was like, do the other side of the coin. Do the Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time. Nostra Gamer over Nostra here. Nostra Gamer. I, I just like felt it. it. I felt it in my blood. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, and then another thing that I couldn't have predicted came true at E3, which was uh, Dr. Disrespect decided to live stream in a fucking bathroom and got banned from Twitch. Didn't see that coming, although... It's not completely unprecedented. Twitch streamers do dumb things. Gamers, can you stop supporting like this subversive like trash gamer culture? Yeah. Like that. What what else do you call them? Like it's like trash gamer, right? I, be an asshole. Be be this big character. It's like nah. Like let's throw this shit out, yeah. man. I like personalities, but like let's throw this fucking character shit mm. out. You know, I, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't know if that should be. I mean, to th- those aren't the type of streamers we are. We're kind of like down to earth with it. We like to make our jokes and like our commentary, but like we don't have a front or a personality. It's just us. No, it's just us, really. Yeah. You know, so. like I go a little big on some things. Final Fantasy Seven Seven sucks. You but... got this big, big Kevin feel about you sometimes. Big Kev dog. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we we can break this down in the same way that we did the last episode, which is we had the four main conferences five if you mm-hmm. really count the nintendo direct so we got five things here mm-hmm. let's talk about these as categories yeah. essentially talk about our most hype shit from this yeah. so we're gonna start with microsoft and i want to say too it's important to note that we're leaving out a few like ea play yeah. happens sunday morning or saturday morning we already talked about that on the last episode That's true. kind of funny games did like an indie showcase that we're gonna kind of mention briefly and then i think netflix kind of did a thing Oh, yeah. Did they? Did yeah. they announce anything? I don't know, actually. I really didn't hear anything didn't hear about anything that. I thought they just showed more of that Stranger Things game. Yeah. So we're not going to go hard into any of those. Go go Google. Go yeah. Google. And even the stuff we're mentioning, like I said before, it's just like kind of highlights or stuff that speaks to yeah. us. There was way too much shit announced that we just kind of were like, hmm, about. Yeah, so. that happened all year. Yeah. Uh, or all week, essentially. <laughs> um, okay, so Microsoft. I guess the biggest thing that we could talk about here is that uh, they officially said that Project Scarlet, the next Xbox, is going to be coming out holiday 2020. But they decided to do two things, which is one not show the fucking console to not show any footage of games running on the fucking console <laughs> essentially I, they showed halo infinite like a, a cut scene okay or or like cg footage and they said it was in game and i'm like oh, okay they yeah. didn't really specify it was scarlet I, I would assume it's running on scarlet but we really didn't see scarlet usually it notes like running on this engine or running on this console and mm-hmm. it didn't say so no, it didn't say. And then, like, however, I do like the statement that uh, Philly Spence, he got on stage and he said that unlike, and this is a direct response to how they unveiled the Xbox One, they were like, the foundation of this system is games, mm-hmm. right? And that's the right direction to go in because the last thing that they came out with it was like, hey, it's this fucking set-tops box that's going to be with your Connect and ESPN and mm-hmm. integrate with your fucking DVR. And it was just like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I remember the messaging for Xbox One kind of being a little muddy. But muddy, it was just, yeah, it, it was nowhere in the ballpark of like what would be interesting for a platform for gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. I don't, that's not going to appeal to me. And that really hurt them. That okay. really hurt them out of the gate. So I like that, you know, the refocus on like, no, 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 no. It's about games. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think Phil gets that. Yeah. Phil gets a lot of things. He does. He gets us. So we, we got some details about it here. Okay. Anything stand out to you? from like its capabilities because to me it sounds a lot like what playstation kind of already said that the ps5 would be 
yeah, honestly, nothing really stands out to me because it's all sort of specs that they've pitched and all the specs that we're going to come to expect from these big players going on next gen, like 8K, 120 frames per second, backwards compatibility, cloud streaming. Like that's all going to be the standard going forth into this next gen. So I'm not really surprised by any of it. And it doesn't really speak to me because I'm not a Microsoft or Xbox player. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, and I I guess the big thing that disappointed me was like, you know, Halo Infinite is supposed to be like this, uh, they, they're calling it a spiritual reboot to the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's still a sequel, and it's still, it's not going to ignore any of the plot threads that came before it. Mm-hmm. And it still stars Master Chief, but mm-hmm. they're saying like it's a different game. Okay. And, and that kind of jives with what we've been hearing that it might be closer to a Destiny live service experience okay. versus like a, you know, here's a campaign, here's a multiplayer kind of deal. Sure. But show it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they didn't show any gameplay for it. It was like a few cinematic things and maybe like 2% gameplay, which is like, it's disappointing because last year they they announced it and I feel like this was their big year to blow the door open and be like, this is our big Sony moment to show you like 15 minutes of gameplay or some sort of tech from it. I guess, I guess given like what the timeline is now or the schedule, if, if Scarlet's coming out in holiday 2020, then it's definitely going to be like, oh, next E3, they're going to do all that shit. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I get your long game, but it's kind of disappointing because it feels like that was like the big thing to hang your hat on. And granted, they showed like 60 fucking games at this conference. They did. And I think it was a strong conference, but again, it was a status quo conference. It, we're in this awkward phase where it's like, hey, this console generation is coming to an end and the next one is about to begin, mm-hmm. but we're not ready to show you the next generation. Yeah. We don't want to unveil some things. Maybe some things haven't been baked out. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to kind of wait. And I think that's actually, I think that's a hundred percent of the reason why Sony was like, nah. Oh yeah. Undoubtedly. Nah, we're not going to be here this yeah. year. Yeah. I, I was banking a lot on Microsoft for this, this conference. I really thought they had like a lot to prove and a lot to show in this moment with Sony's absence. But like, it's just, it was so rote and status quo of like, here are some games that are coming. Here are some studio acquisitions. Here are some stuff we promised last year. Here's a little bit more of that. Really no new title announcements, nothing big, <clears throat> nothing like last year that well, really like blew my socks off. There was, there was new titles. We just didn't care about what Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. <laughs> no new IP, nothing like really worth writing home about. Yeah, really, exactly. You know? And then we, we saw apparently Gears 5 is coming out in September and they decided to uh, boldly not show us gameplay mm-hmm. from this game that's coming out in three months. Apparently there was like gameplay in the show floor and I was like, that's cool. But as an audience from home, we don't really get to see that like when are all of our eyes on your fucking presser dude mm-hmm. that was the time to do it and then they unveiled a new mode for it and they were just like oh here's a cg trailer for the new mode and i was like come on don't be don't do that weak ass shit mm-hmm. show me the money honey that's what i'm saying you want my 60 bucks you got to show me at least a minute or two of gameplay okay yeah, this was the year where they like if they wanted to really prove themselves as like a console manufacturer with exclusives that are worth coming to their system for they dropped the ball there they really did whereas like last year sony was like here are our four pillar titles that we're moving forward with here's our impressive display of what they're gonna be Mm -hmm. there was none of this yeah none of that you know who's not dropping the ball Hmm. the marketing team behind terminator dark fate (laughs) oh yeah what the hell's going on with that (laughs) the terminator is in every game this year so they're the terminator is going to be in fucking gears and then terminator is also showing up in like a ghost recon game weird (laughs) i'm like what's going on yeah that's really bizarre and like we were talking about it. It's just like, for me, I'm like, make a Terminator game yeah. if that's what you want to do. And then you had this brilliant idea for we, a Terminator game. We went game. back and forth on it for a second. And I was like, you were like, it should go back and forth in between time. And I was like, yeah, yeah but kind of segmented. And I was like, wait, 
didn't Titanfall do to do something yes, like that with did. certain puzzle mechanics and things you could do? And I was it like, was awesome. I was like, Respawn should make a Terminator game. And the <laughs> fucking light bulb. I was like, <gasps> like the the wind got taken out of my chest. <laughs> the game pitches we do to each other sometimes are just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it should be like a like WB should do it or Respawn <laughs> should do it. It should be like an Arkham Knight for Terminator. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, sometimes these video game companies do better license franchise mm-hmm. things than movies do. Sometimes I was like like uh shadow of mordor middle earth did for lord of the rings oh, we need a terminator game to I bring it that back to relevance and you said it would probably be better than the fucking movie that's it about would to be. come out it, for sure that movie's not gonna be god good. that movie looks like trash yeah but you, you know what else speaking of movies we got yeah. something very beautiful the, probably the best moment of e3 is this your best to show for e3 this is my best show okay. best show goes to uh keanu reeves um not because he's in cyberpunk which he is but just for showing up i was shocked to be honest <laughs> like, <laughs> he, somebody in the audience called him breathtaking and now it's become a giant meme where he, like he responded you're breathtaking and it's the most wholesome moment in all of yeah. gaming it makes this shit show of a year actually look redeemable mm. <laughs> i love that man i love it too because like he's really relevant right now with like john wick mm. and like the bill and ted three movie yeah, and all this yeah. other stuff and that movie that's on netflix um be my maybe or always be my maybe. Oh, that's yeah. right. That shit's hilarious. Where he shows up as yeah. uh, uh, Ali Wong's boyfriend. Yeah. I watched that's it. It was pretty amazing. entertaining. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh man, I kind of want to see it. Is it yeah. good? Does it? It's it's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would it be funny if it was rated R? I noticed it was like a PG thirteen job. Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of like by the numbers romantic comedy sort Listen, of stuff. Comedy's gonna be only only be funny if they're rated R. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's true. Unless you're Dumb and Dumber. But no, I like that he's in this. It's not like uncommon for like big celebrities to be in video games now. No, he looks uh, like fucking Winter Soldier in the game. Oh, it looks great. He's actually gonna yeah. be like a main components of the game i don't know if he's like a main character i yeah he's he's a part of the story yeah. and it's not just like oh pre-order now the play is keanu Re-. no it's like he's a part of the story mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking cool yeah and he's got this robot arm oh man what's less cool is um how cd project red handles representation in their fucking game did yeah. you see that in-game ad for yeah, like yeah. soda i'm just like come on guys this is kind of weird yeah i didn't quite know what was going on at first i think jordan leanderson is that his name uh yeah 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 he was talking about how it's like very transphobic and i was like what am i looking at here and it was like a ad for it was like a a trans robot trans model modeling the soda and kind of advertising for it and it's like 27 different flavors try it every way and the no the 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 catchphrase was or the slogan was mix it up mix it up and it was very you could very much tell it was a female passing character but had this big boner had a gigantic erection yeah. w- within her like suit or yeah regale. i was like oh, okay now i understand why people are upset and people were just like come on dude like what the fuck mm-hmm. but then cd project tried to save face i want to say they tried to save face maybe mm-hmm. this is something that's always in the game but now they're like oh shout casting it because it's like a thing maybe but uh you can you can uh definitely for the character creation you you could have like a male voice with a female body and you can actually like mm-hmm. change it vice versa and such and they're like look you can be whoever you want and i'm yeah. just like yeah i don't know if you get points because there's other games out there that already have character editors that let you do yeah. that pretty much uh dragon's dogma actually should get a shout out for that one because you could deepen the voice and still be uh kind of like a a, a female passing okay. body yeah, yeah i just think that it seems like something they did to kind of save face and yeah. they also double back they're like oh yeah we it's just satire it's just how we're trying to like satirize a certain subject matter yeah uh and it that's not the first thing that they've done in terms of marketing for this game that's run people that's the the thing they keep on shooting themselves in the foot 2077 and it just 
I don't know. I want them to do better because mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of disappointing because I am excited about this game. There's a lot of love and a lot of work being put into mm-hmm. this game. It looks fucking phenomenal. But they hear these like these disappointing elements are in there. I'm just like, ah, come on. Come on. But yeah, Keanu <laughs> makes oh, yeah. me smile. He's going to be great. Least. He's, He's breathtaking. Gonna be great. He's breathtaking. One of the other standouts, Elden Ring, we got the trailer for mm-hmm. it, but we still don't know. Still don't really know what God it is. Goddamn shit about it. It was less of a gameplay don't. trailer and more kind of like a cinematic thing. Yeah, but, so that's a George R. R. Martin from Software game, if yeah. you don't know what we're talking about. But they also said that there's going to be more of an emphasis on open world traversal. You're going to have yes. a horse in this game and yeah. things that aren't quite present in like the more reeled-in Soulsborne experience. They're really trying to say, like, this is also not a Dark Souls game mm-hmm. from from software from from software yeah like just like sekiro before well sekiro was more in line with like that difficult from style that we know but yeah. i think this one's going to be the biggest departure that we've seen outside of what uh, was it detora what was that vr game that they made <laughs> oh d- uh Duresene? D- wow, wow. yeah i forget the name of it but that was the vr game branding's important kids yeah but i think <laughs> this is going to be the one that yeah. really pisses off Soulsborne fans Yep, this is going to be the one where we're like, how come it's not hard? And it's like, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, and all yeah. their elitism. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Well, Bando Namco. Bando Namco. <laughs> is is uh, publishing that one, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, another standout for me, actually, and this, this one kind of surprised me because, first of all, my hopes got up, like skyrocketed. Horror game. Mm-hmm. Saw a guy wearing a green jacket hanging out with a dog walking through a forested area in a dilapidated town. I for sure thought that Silent Hill 2 was getting remade or Mm -hmm. something like that. I was like, what is this? Come to find out it's a fucking Blair Witch game. And I was like, oh. Uh. But from the developers of Layers of Fear 1 and 2, uh, (laughs) Bloober, what is it? Bloober? Yeah. <laughs> Bloober team? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's a first-person horror game set in the Blair Witch universe. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm kind of interested. It seems to be its own independent thing. It's not like a remake of the movie and definitely not the last movie that we saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm interested. Yeah, I wouldn't say like Blair Witch is the most relevant property right now, but that the last <sighs> movie did come out in what, like late 2017? Yeah. And Layers of Fear 2 just came out to like kind of like critical acclaim. Like people are really enjoying people that love game. It. Yeah. So I would I wouldn't mind seeing something set in that that world, a different take on horror or a reimagining of sorts. I'm into it. Yeah. I just want to see some spooky. Some shit. people at the start of it were thinking it might have been like a new Alan Wake game, and I was like, oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. See, my mind went from Silent Hill to Alan Wake, and yeah. then I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> Trump is in the Oval Office. This is not going to be a year where good <laughs> things happen. Yeah. <laughs> So it ended up being a Blair Witch game. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. And then um, you, you kind of wanted to talk about this. Microsoft acquires Double Fine. Yeah, yeah. So they've been acquiring a bunch of studios. This is an interesting one. Um, and they're going to be publishing Psychonauts too. Yep, yep, yep. I think that's cool, uh, especially since um, what's that studio's name? Starbreeze doesn't have any fucking money mm-hmm. to publish that game. So makes sense that they figured it out. Yeah, I, I was wondering what sort of announcements they were going to have in terms of acquisitions, and that was kind of the big one. But I don't know, it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see what sort of like, because they typically do like more indie action adventure type games, kind of more cartoony. Hell, I would say they've even they've even done AAA games. Brutal Legend back in the day was full AAA. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. fair. On the cusp of double A AA to triple A. Yeah, I would say it's more of a double A. I want a sequel to Brutal Legend, man. I love that fucking game. <laughs> hey, Jack Black's hot right now. What is he, uh, Jablonski on, on YouTube? <laughs> I think so. Listen, save rooms on YouTube, we're coming for you, Jablowski. <laughs> the big save room X Jablowski collab. 
More like Jabroni. Oh <laughs> Look God. out, motherfucker. So they had a bunch of other stuff. There's a Battletoads remakes in the work. Oh, um, they finally showed it, and I don't like the art style. I don't like the art style like for it either. It's like a fucking Newgrounds Flash game. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Borderlands 3, like a more extensive like play demo. Oh. Some stuff here and there. Uh, for 60 games, I'm sure it spoke to some people, but like for me, it was just kind of like, eh. I was surprised to kind of see the new Thunder Lotus game there oh spirit yeah. fair yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's this it's kind of well thunder lotus they're known for like more their like action adventure type games and like metroidvania because like sundered was a metroidvania game mm-hmm. this is kind of like an indie game where it's got that same signature art style you have to hug animals free their spirits what yeah it's it's a little more is that what you do yeah is that the game where you play as a deer was that the deer game yeah it's a deer game is it the deer it's game deer they're game. doing that yeah. i didn't know that i saw that i was like this is rad what is yeah. this yeah. <laughs> i didn't yeah. know that was them okay i love Thund- thunder lotus they're awesome they're we're, fucking great we're friends on twitter <laughs> um my overall mm. takeaway from the microsoft thing was though like i feel like they really had it in them to to kind of blow me the whole thing open blow oh. you blow me get me to be an xbox fan and they kind of dropped the ball a little bit i i think it wasn't so much as dropping the ball i think it was just kind of uh, it was a soft showing. It was a it was a good showing mm-hmm. and probably one of the better conferences, but that doesn't say much this year. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like you didn't wow me, mm-hmm. and maybe a part of that's because the relevancy of E3 is kind of going away. We're getting announcements in different places in different forms. I mean, mm-hmm. even Xbox has their X, inside Xbox yeah. and their own, like, what is it, X-Play or whatever event that they fucking mm-hmm. do. Sony's been doing the... Um, Say to play. God damn it. Yeah. Too many fucking names to remember. Well, that's the thing. Everything, every, it should be a PlayStation Direct, a Microsoft Direct, mm-hmm. a fucking Nintendo Direct. That's the thing. Like, we have these little video conferences now that actually make sense in terms of format and presentation, and it takes away from a lot of the big oomph moments that were present at E3 in previous years. When yeah. you have Sony leaking stuff ahead of time, <clears throat> or Google not doing their things, or Nintendo Directs ahead of time, you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, there weren't any big, like, wow me moments. I think, like, best of show for Xbox was probably Cyberpunk, obviously, but, like, there was no mm. big new reveal like they had last year with Sekiro. Yeah. You know, nothing like that. So. That's true. And I, I kind of disagree. Best of show was Keanu Reeves, specifically. Be- okay, specifically. Specifically yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> All right, so that same day, Bethesda decided that they just couldn't let the space that they reserve every year go and wanted to hold a conference i honestly think that's the only reason that they continue to fucking do it is because oh damn it we're gonna lose this theater if we don't book it every year i would say <laughs> last year yeah they might have had a reason to have a conference but yeah. this year they really should have gone the video conference approach like they did in 2016 for sure honestly like the, for sure they didn't have nearly enough to show to really warrant an hour and a half of our time no hell no <laughs> they didn't hell no yeah it really was an hour and a half it was like you know what it got to a point where it's like you're being fucking disrespectful with our time at this mm-hmm. point like we're waiting for something and you're basically saying all the things you knew knew about here's like a little more of it mm-hmm. fuck you like really todd get the fuck off stage like, i do appreciate that every year they do this kind of like intro video where it's like these are the people behind our studio these are the people who love our games that's cool this is like the spirit of our studio and like that always like kind of warms me but like past that i was like okay i don't know go. dog that always feels so manufactured to me that shit when it's like look at the people that love our games the people that make our games and i'm just like yeah you're still a big corporate fucking entity <laughs> doing a glossy yeah. show on this goddamn theater in the middle of la and you're still in bed with zenimax like it's it's super manufactured to me like yeah. i don't i don't feel the realness to it but I, like i get you i still like yeah. you know i still like 
that they at least reference it. But mm-hmm. speaking of fans that really love their fucking games, Daniel, <laughs> that audience, there's like one guy in the audience losing his goddamn mind. They were showing like some ESO shit. Like, of course, ESO is going to have updates. It's mm-hmm. an MMO. And every like, they didn't even show you anything except for like the name of the next update. And it was like, <gasps> he was like screaming his fucking head off <laughs> like, through like everything. The, the presenters had to pause, like just, uh, <laughs> yeah okay we love our fans (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell dude anyway so fallout 76 which we debated whether or not they would even reference the fucking game or refer to it i thought they they would i thought they had to i think they had to as well but i will say that todd didn't he came out and did his fucking swarmy todd thing Mm -hmm. he didn't like you know do that star wars battlefront 2 apology which is like hey we're sorry that the game is in this state Mm -hmm. we put a lot of love and we're working very nope no it was just kind of like we're surprised you guys are still here like he did that little joke and it was like dude you charge 60 dollars for this fucking game Mm -hmm. that was a goddamn Mm -hmm. mess man while kind of patting himself on the back he's like oh we've had the most engagement with our games across any year like fallout 76 despite its you know blemishes like people are playing it you know i'm just like (laughs) okay we're all really surprised at bethesda that you guys really eat up this bullshit like it's that's just how it felt yeah but they are doing some things to the game and i will say i'm i'm only interested in this they're adding npcs to the Mm -hmm. game they're in they're gonna do the wastelander storyline it's gonna have new quest lines Mm -hmm. and dialogue trees and people went nuts clapping and i was like this is like such an earmark for 2019 mm-hmm. how bad is the gaming industry where we're fucking clapping when they add features that should have been there to begin with i think so Ugh. yeah i think the uh live service uh always online approach really killed the heart of the game and kind yeah. of the fallout franchise with their approach here this should have been in the game in the first place and mm-hmm. i really think tacked on it might not mean as much or it might not feel as fleshed out you also don't deserve applause for adding it no because it should have been there <laughs> you should have waited to release this game mm-hmm. i'm so sorry but you should have yeah. you know you, bethesda has a publishing front where their other studios are doing great fucking work mm-hmm. you could have just rested on that i don't know what shareholder that you have to make smile but they're a soulless fuck as is mm-hmm. do right by your fans instead that is my plea to the industry yeah i don't see what the rush was they probably could have waited a full year to put out fallout 76 i mean consider the time between fallout 3 and fallout 4 it was like almost 10 years or have done a beta for the game or have done a beta for you the know game. what i'm saying yeah, yeah done like a few months of an open beta test it out not like it was like a week of beta access yeah. figure it out yeah. something else but and they're also doing this fucking head scratcher they're adding a battle royale to the goddamn game is it a head scratcher um, it's not a head scratcher in that it is a blatant cash grab, mm-hmm. but it is head scratching in why you think anybody would be excited about this. I think battle royales as a tacked on feature aren't nearly yeah. as exciting as battle royales as a full fledged fleshed out vision like Fortnite or oh, Apex, yeah. stuff like that. I agree. I don't know how many people are playing the battle royale in Red Dead. I don't know how many people are playing it in Battlefield 5 if that even fucking came out yet. Did that come out? I don't know. <laughs> There's a Battlefield 5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like people will engage with it. I think the premise of like 13 teams of four and fighting to be the overseer is a cool premise but like i don't know if i'm gonna engage with it like that really because the pvp and fallout was kind of whatever in the first place yeah i'm so. definitely not gonna engage in it i'm interested to go back in the 76 just to see if like the makeup of the game changes because mm-hmm. now we have those more familiar fallout yeah. elements to it but that's it it's really just morbid curiosity at this point mm-hmm. i really do think that this game is going to be completely dead by next year like we're just not gonna be talking about it it's like yeah whatever like there's it's gonna have its cult following but it's gonna be gone it's gonna be dead it's kind of dead now 
you know? We'll see. I don't know. Bethesda fans are phrase, uh, crazy about Bethesda games. That's true. There's a reason why people are still playing ESO, which is like, really? I don't know about that one. Yeah. I, I honestly have never played ESO. I don't mm-hmm. know what they like. Anyway, um, they showed some Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. um, which Doom Eternal looks great. You honestly don't have to show me shit about this game. I'm going to buy it. Doom was such a solid game that mm-hmm. it's like you just you could have just showed me five more minutes of the campaign. And I'm like, yep, yep. But they, they, they showed a little bit more than that. And they yeah. also announced a new mode. Did you see this mode more? I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of confused. So it's a one of those. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Asymmetrical. Yeah, yeah. it's asymmetrical multiplayer uh, title mm-hmm. games. Yeah, like Left 4 Dead or yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. Thank <laughs> Evolve. You. Thank. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Not evolve. Oh no. <laughs> so you, it's it's a team of two versus one demon, right? So mm-hmm. two slayers versus one demon could be cool. Um, never really got into Doom's multiplayer. That really wasn't even the reason to buy it to be honest with you um i talked about it off air with you before i was like if it's developed in-house it might be pretty cool but the problem with 2016 doom and its multiplayer was it was, it was developed by a completely different team and it yeah. felt a little different and not as polished it was fun i mean it was like i think um four player arena you had the ability to grab like demon perks and then it was everybody was like if you got the demon perk you were the demon you were super op and people would basically hunt you down so it had neat aspects but like it wasn't the reason you kept going back i think the arcade mode they added after the fact was more of a reason to return to the game than that was <laughs> yeah so. i actually agree with that one yeah. i do i'm but, still hype on doom eternal though. no i'm i am too they showed off some cool stuff like more grappling hook stuff more contextual kills honestly you don't really need to show me too much of this game i'm gonna fucking buy it <laughs> um i wasn't too wild with what else they showed me i'm just like i kind of want to play it i'm surprised by the november 22nd release date Really? For Doom Eternal? Yeah, I thought it would be a lot sooner. That's kind of late. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of other shit in November. I mean, what, what, like on the 18th, I think Star Wars comes out. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I mean, I'll still get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they also showed a kind of interesting game from uh, Arcane Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a game called Deathloop. It's like sort of a spy versus spy mm-hmm. title, and I think it messes with time it as does. well. Yeah. That's really interesting. We yeah. didn't see a gameplay. We did see CG from it. Like a CG cinematic trailer. kind of like feel for it, a little narrative. First first of all, first of all, this year, the most CG trailers I've ever seen at E3. Fucking ridiculous. Can't <laughs> yeah, really though. Really fucking ridiculous. Like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you not announce it than give me a CG trailer. I'm gonna say that right now. Would you prefer a CG trailer or just a title card? Nothing. Mm. I would prefer to wonder then get that (laughs) okay that's a fucking participation trophy (laughs) essentially in video game terms you know i think this is better than their um our team showed up (laughs) like fuck that i think this is better than their starfield teaser that they did last year though oh yeah i don't know it's by the guys who did dishonored um there's going to be an emphasis on different styles of gameplay you can choose to be stealth be more methodical different variations i think it'll be neat i think it's interesting for them to try something new and it looks kind of cool i don't know you know what looks really cool, though? Tell me. Ghostwire Tokyo. Spooky. Because it's spooky. <laughs> First of all, the world fell in love with Akumi Nakamura, uh, who is the... What? She's so endearing. But, yes, she is. Yeah. She's endearing. Um, I think people are taking it a little too far in certain circles sure. online. Sure, sure. But, but, but uh, she's a creative director for the game. She is Shinji Mikami's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Years back when they formed uh, Tango Gameworks. Tango Gameworks? Yep. 
I think it sounds like Game yeah, yeah. Uh, who did Evil Within, he said, she's going to direct a game one day. Mm-hmm. She worked on Okami. She worked on Help Me. Thank you. Yep. And I am very interested to see what the fuck this game is. Did I think there would be an Evil Within 3 announcement? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Am I glad that they're working on something else? Yes, I am. Actually, yeah, because from what you've told me, Evil Within has kind of seemed like lukewarm and not like part the most one. impressive game. Part 2 is great. Part 2, yeah, improved on a lot of the, the stuff that uh, Part 1 laid the groundwork for. Oh, yeah. But this seems like a cool new IP, very, very mystical. It's got a lot of, like, Japanese imagery and themes about it. Um, and they're basically marketing as, like, an action-adventure game with horror elements, not necessarily, like, a survival horror game. And mm-hmm. I think that's neat. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I want to I want to get, like, I, for some reason, I'm getting a taste in my mouth that's, like, Division in, like, a spooky Tokyo. Okay. I really, I, that. I want that so bad. Don't you want to play a fucking spooky Division, dog? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, really into it. Division kind of had some horror elements to it for me, where you were going through areas that felt like just, like, dungeons or, like, areas from, like, Doom or, like, Dead Space, mm, even, yep, like, this yep. real creepy atmosphere to it but i want ghosts i want ghosts i want ghosts now last thing i'll mention on here they very quickly went over something called or- orion mm-hmm. it's a new streaming uh piece of tech developed by id software the difference here is that instead of um going the hardware approach that stadia and xcloud are doing mm-hmm. they're actually just optimizing their game engines for more streaming capabilities okay. which i that's i don't have the head for what that yeah. means but it's interesting to see like Everybody and their mother is coming out with a stream solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the industry is saying this is the future, and you, whether you like it or not, yeah, you know, it's the the future we're marching towards, and I think it's all in how you approach it. I think they might have some interesting skin in the game with that. Um, I mean, they've already had some approach with uh, hardware in the past with like Zenimax and what Oculus. Yes, that's true. So. Like. Um, th- What's interesting is it, yeah, is, hasn't just been a developer. Mm-hmm. They have worked on, you know, tech solutions and stuff like that. And it, it, that's, I think that's cool. They they have enough um, skin in the game for me to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Will I get it? No. Yeah, I'm not going to be like a fucking, <laughs> uh, what do they call it? A founder? No. Oh, I thought you said a streaming cuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, that's what they call me. At Twitch.tv slash the river. <laughs> they they yeah. call you a lot of things over there. That but they do. Otherwise, we got like what more Rage Two content coming, Elder Scrolls Blades oh, coming to the Switch. Just a little stuff here and there that was just like kind of it felt like filler. We have Skyrim on the Switch. Like yeah. we, don't, we don't fucking care about exactly. Blades, so like we're, we're fine. Is Skyrim one of the games coming to Tesla? Oh, are you, you going to be able to fucking uh, uh, shoot someone in the knee with your goddamn foot pedal? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I don't like, you know, people trying to turn Elon Musk into this gaming folk hero. Get him the fuck out of this industry. Get his fucking car or cars out of the gaming. And stop it. Stop it. He's hanging out with fucking Papa Todd and, and Jeff um, Keeley. <laughs> they look like there's a picture. It looks like they're picking up uh, their kid at school. Their giant son, Elon. <laughs> He's just smiling. I don't, what is this shit? Sure, Elon Musk, he's big in the tech industry. Got a ton of money to throw Whatever. around, but he doesn't belong in the video game space. I don't know. We don't need Cuphead on the Tesla. <laughs> can we just stop stroking off to billionaires for once? Maybe no. then we can actually uh, America. spread that spread that wealth and interest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fucker, we're about yeah. to get taxed when we get Elizabeth Warren in there. Yeah, we just got political. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, B3, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of weak. B3 was weak. There was no kind of to it. Mm-hmm. I agree totally. You, you didn't need to do it. That's all. Yeah. You didn't really have anything to say. Ugh. So we're going to move on to Ubisoft. Or is it Ubisoft? 
Mm. You always tell me it's Ubisoft. All right, hang on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> rock paper scissors. I choose Ubisoft. I'll be Ubisoft. Okay. okay. Rock oh, paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. Okay, scissors. Scissors both. Yeah. Okay. Rock paper scissors shoot. Okay. It's okay. Ubisoft. You win. Yeah. It's Ubisoft. So you. <laughs> 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 Ubisoft had a few interesting things, but the biggest thing was that they had John Barathon's dog. <laughs> yep, the Punisher and his dog. It's kind of nice. I liked it. It was like he, like he showed up and he looked a little sleepy. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, gamers, whatever." <laughs> he went to bed. <laughs> that that was kind of weird. So he was supporting um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. He's mm-hmm. in the game. It seems like pretty big way because gaming is always roped in celebrities in order to sell their shit, mm-hmm. whether it be Kevin Spacey, Kit Harrington, or keanu reeves keanu reeves yeah. yeah we we got we got all sorts of fucking movie stars in here but um i also the terminators in that game i forgot about that so weird um i've never really played ghost recon i don't know to be that excited about it nope like it's i have a tom clancy game that i really like it's called the division mm-hmm. and it seems like they had a lot of cool content coming for that yeah they fucking detailed yeah i know i'm skipping but they fucking detailed episode one dc outskirts 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 expeditions coming out this summer and also i didn't really realize this it's free Hmm. the episodes that they're releasing the dlc expansions are free i didn't know that either actually i fucking love that that's pretty cool thank you so much yeah Yeah. you're going to retain my interest doing that shit just keep doing that man Mm. i'll I'll jump into it they got episode two which they kind of detailed a little bit which was um you go to the pentagon and then the second raid in the game is going to be there i didn't play the raid no, I haven't either. I hear it takes a lot of effort and time and people. We don't have enough friends to to get the raid going. No. Unless... And we're all of varying levels right now, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work at all. And then the third episode that they tease slightly is going to go back to New York and you hunt down Aaron Keener. Which... Who? Who the fuck is Aaron Keener? Well, yeah, who the fuck is Aaron Keener? I, I played Division 1. <laughs> I don't remember who the fuck Aaron Keener is, Well, dude. to be fair, I don't remember any of the people's names in the first Division. There's a story. I remember you. the last mission was fucking fighting a helicopter. Yeah, that was the end, that, wasn't that's it? That's it. Was that Aaron Keener? Is he a living helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. I, I yeah. liked I liked the support, but again, this show was kind of status quo-y. Mm-hmm. There was a few big announcements, so. Uh, one of the bigger ones was Watch Dogs Legion. We talked about it in the last show because mm-hmm. it got basically leaked beforehand. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this? What is this whole fucking play as an, any NPC in the game sort of deal? I think can't be true. It can't be true. It has to be limited in a way because mm-hmm. you're going to get a very uneven experience if you like can literally play as every character. I think it, there's got to be a finite amount of NPCs yeah. that you could play as and they have defined roles or stories that you basically work through in terms of like quest lines or stuff like that. I I don't know. I yeah. really need to see what it actually is. And I think the truth is going to be or the reality of it, it's going to be a little more disappointing than what they hyped up here. Mm-hmm. If it is what they're saying. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely I insane. mean, the whole ecosystem of it taking place in like a post-Brexit future, you know, the civilians rising, trying to take back their, their state and all that. I think it's an interesting take on it, but I don't know. It seemed like Watch Dogs 2 really succeeded with its single-player narrative and building a character in in that world not building multiple characters to kind of flesh out a world i know i i'm kind of disappointed in that i really like the vibe of part two i really really did Mm -hmm. but i i like the tone like from the footage that they showed and they showed a lot of footage yeah uh, that was like their big deal yeah it was like fucking 15 minutes of it Mm -hmm. Uh, they showed 
it has this kind of Guy Ritchie snatch feel to it when okay. it's in London. You know, they, they even got like a, a Cockney character, a no no bullshit taker kind of character in there. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, I, I like this and that. It was a grandma too. You play as a grandma at one point. <laughs> There's no real fucking depth to that beyond the fact that it's like it's a grandma yeah. <laughs> like okay that's cool i i like that there's still a sense of humor to it sure which part one was devoid of any humor part three still seems to be continuing it mm-hmm. but it seems like it's a darker tone because of the subject matter post-brexit all that shit mm-hmm. uh and the gunplay is back okay and they seem to have bolstered the gunplay whereas a lot of people in part two were just like mm, i kind of don't like that there is gunplay mm-hmm. in here i don't like playing the game that way no, it's back. But they also have like hand to hand that looked really fucking smooth, oh, like I didn't out see of that. nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you're playing as this one um uh, female assassin character uh, that was going around wearing this basically this um red hood helmet that mm-hmm. was really cool, and she was fucking yoking fools mm-hmm. left and right, doing some crazy moves like breaking their wrists and stuff and oh, blasting shit. them in the head. And I was like, that looks really fun, actually. It makes me kind of wonder, between the different NPCs, do they have different play styles and such? Is I'd there, imagine. Is there going to be, like, set classes for multiple NPCs? What is... T- fucking tell me what this game is, you know? What's the release date for it? Do we know? Uh, Next year. Okay. March, actually. That's another one of those fuck... Exactly! What the oh my fuck, God. dude? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here oh with God. your March releases. I don't know. Do you think you'll pick it up? You never played Part 2. Um, I think I'm more inclined to play it part two first and see how I feel about the world and like its approach to gameplay because I've only watched you play it. It seemed fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's real fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not a day one for me by any mm, means. So That's fair enough. We'll yeah. see more. You know what doesn't look fun? Hmm. Fucking this always sunny show. This that's not always sunny from I can't I can never say his name. Rob McElhenney. Nailed it. Sure. Really? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so he's doing a game dev show where he's like an egocentric game dev. Okay. And it seems like a lot of tired jokes and well actually we didn't really see anything except for like one joke in a trailer is it fictional <clears throat> yes it's okay. fictional yeah yeah and he has a supporting cast and like a few a few familiar faces but no one from the sunny crew okay. by the way hmm. yeah I, I don't know do you trust him as a creator yeah I, I do i like the stuff he's done but i don't i don't know what else has he done again i know he did like a movie or something that wasn't sunny yeah, he did a movie. He he was in a Portugal the Man music video that was pretty entertaining. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I like that a lot. I think it was Rich Friends. Um, Wait, nope, that's not him. Sorry, you're thinking of um, Dennis. So, um, Rob... Uh, what's oh, I'm f- thinking of Glenn Howerton? Yes, that's Glenn oh. Howerton. Rob McElanoy is the actual like creator of the show. Okay. And he's the uh, the Gaines guy. Good oh, Gaines, bro. Fat Mac. Yeah, Fat Mac. Okay. He's Mac. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's that. married to D in real life. Wow. Okay. I got that. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. No, that that's him. And he's like the director and uh, all that shit. Yeah, he's, it's crazy isn't, to think that the, he's the showrunner. Okay. <laughs> it feels a little weirder now. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to, like, the Dennis system and all this other stuff. Nope, okay. nope. Actually, I would be so more hype if it was Dennis, in the, like, it, starring in the show. Okay. But no. Yeah, I don't know. It's called Mythic Quest. I don't care. Sure. I don't care. Oh, especially, also things I don't care about, the Division movies coming to fucking Netflix. Why? Ubisoft. The Assassin's Creed movie wasn't successful. Why are you doing more, like, movie franchises? Here? What do you mean, man? We're getting Assassin's Creed 2 this summer. Oh, wait. No, that's not. right. No, that's not happening at all because they spent, like, $100 million on a movie that made, like, 40 Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, sure. You got Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica <clears throat> Chastain. I think they're pretty great, but... What's, what's up with Jake? Why is he doing another Ubisoft movie, dude? Right? He was in Prince of Persia. He was, which also didn't do very good. Does he actually like video? No, he likes money. 
He likes money. He'll do anything that they hand him. <laughs> My dude likes getting paid. <laughs> is what it is. I don't know. That's interesting. Sure. I, sometimes I trust Netflix. Other times they give us some goofy shit. Eh, fine. Moving on. You know what else is goofy shit? Just Dance 2020 is coming to the fucking Wii. Crazy. Crazy to me that it's coming to the Wii. It's not coming to the Wii U. What fucking market is like the Wii still going strong in? children and families but i feel like at that point like you would have adopters of the switch like they would have moved on to the next big nintendo thing this reminds me of the shit where like madden games were still releasing on the ps2 like in 2008 yeah that happens okay sure Sure. exactly i'm just like sure (laughs) i mean technically it's not a graphically impressive game you just have to have the songs and the dances and all that other stuff that's all you need (laughs) also i I love that they didn't bust their just dance uh presentation until the middle of the conference they usually begin with it yeah everyone thought they were safe did not go that it just seemed weird to put it like in between was it after like watchdogs or near watchdogs it just seemed like a weird like ebb and flow for it was real close to it yeah yeah it's very strange but just dance is like their tentpole franchise next to like the tom clancy games and assassin's creed so like they have to bring it to the stage that's a it's a breadwinner it is it's a breadwinner i don't know how but it is people like to dance dog yeah, we're, we're not those people. No, I'm a sedentary kind of guy. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I get tired if I stand up too quick. Sure. Um, I will say the coolest thing that I did see there, well, I won't say the coolest thing, Watch Dogs is cool, but a very cool announcement I wasn't expecting, and it's for new IP, mm-hmm. Gods and Monsters. Oh, okay. From the crew that brought you Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is surprising that they have another fucking game that's out next year Mm. i'm like dude this must have been like a quick and dirty like job or something but Mm -hmm. behind the doors a lot of people were saying at e3 that it looks a lot like breath of the wild where Mm. you go to ancient greece and fight mythical creatures which dials in on like one of the coolest parts of the odyssey and i'm like wow yeah that's kind of cool okay i really want that i guess because they can dial into it in a more fantastical way yeah whereas like assassin's creed odyssey despite being this you know grand fictional adventure it's still kind of rooted in reality a little bit sort of sort of yeah. kind of but yeah it's it's historical fiction yeah you know if not historically accurate it is historically faithful yeah. this one doesn't have to be it's more about the legend of mm-hmm. it and such i like that dude that reminds me of like the iliad and shit like yeah. that. yeah let me fight my way through homer's iliad yo i that's I, dope i'm actually really stoked for that i want to yeah. see more of them also they announced some sort of rollerblading game i don't give a shit about it's free to play and uh some 14 other games i don't yeah, Can't they remember. did a, a Sam Fisher nod from a uh, oh fuck, what's it called? Siphon Splinter Cell. Uh, <laughs> he's a character in some sort. My of life game. sneaking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what game he's in, but like, <laughs> it's been so long since we have a Splinter Cell. You're like, what is he from? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, That's at least sad and true. At least they haven't quite forgotten about him. So maybe they'll do something with this character down the line. Doubtful. I don't know. No, I, I mean, they will, yeah. but it's like, I don't think we're going to get it soon. But it would be hype as shit, like, next-gen consoles. It's like, hey, man, remember Splinter Cell when it skipped a whole generation? Well, not anymore. Yeah. You know, that'd be really cool. I'd be into it. Yeah. Another thing they did was they did Assassin's Creed Odyssey support, but they did it in the pre-show, which would have been what? kind of a cool thing to do during the show since it's one of your main franchises right now. There's, like, a lot of references to fucking Assassin's Creed during the show, including they started the whole show with, with this like whole orchestra, orchestra yeah. shit about <laughs> Assassin's Creed. And I was just like, oh... Are they going to end with... Because they were showing each of the games. I was like, are they going to end with a new game? Mm -hmm. And they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of weird. Cool. Thanks for showing up, I guess. You know? It's it's that kind of year, dude. It's a weird year where it's just like, hey, remember those games you like? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. Have a free concert, though. 
We're coming out in March. <laughs> what are you coming out with in March? It's <laughs> something we already knew about? Fuck you. Yeah, we thought we were going to get, like, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. I did think it was a little too early for that, so it's kind of cool I to guess. see them supporting other franchises, and Gods and Monsters looks cool, but... Again, like with Bethesda, Ubisoft really didn't have enough to purport them being on stage for over an hour, and yeah. No. It's kind of a theme th- this year. Kind of a theme. Uh, I will, let's move on to my, f- it's dangerous to say it's my favorite showcase. It has one of my favorite announcements, and that's really about it. I would say, so the last two we got on here are Square Enix and Nintendo. E3 spoilers! Yeah. I think... Nintendo, true to their format, maybe delivered one of the best conferences for themselves, but I think Square Enix kind of really hit it for me. They did, kind of. Yeah. They opened in the biggest way and really nailed their first kind of reveal bigger than any of these other conferences did. Now, they didn't quite fill Sony shoes, no. um, but I don't think they ever intended to. Yeah. They really just said, hey, we have the ability to take over this kind of mindshare mm-hmm. during this time slot. Why not? Yeah. Let's just see what the fuck happens. And, of course, the biggest thing... Well, that's kind of debatable, right? What, what do you think is bigger? The Avengers or fucking Final Fantasy VII? I, I would almost lean towards people were responding to Final Fantasy VII, like, better. I think Final Fantasy VII <clears throat> is going to be the bigger Square Enix game of the two, for sure. Yeah. yeah. People have been waiting for this game for such a long time. It's such a beloved game. It's been people's favorite game for, like, 22 years now. And, like, the hype for it is is huge i totally forgot that we've been rating we've been waiting for a remake since ps3 mm-hmm. because they did a tech demo showing like what midgar would look like on mm-hmm. the ps3 without ever really backing up that it was going to be a game there was like, a completely different studio too working on it i forgot well that was so it started with that tech demo because they oh, here you want to go through some final fantasy sure. history fucking um when they're showing off the ps2 mm-hmm. they also had a tech demo for final fantasy 8 they did the ballroom scene rendered on the mm. ps2 and people were like oh my god we're gonna get a remake no mm. never happened and then when they're showing off the ps3 they did the same fucking thing for final fantasy 7 just to show off the power of the ps3 not mm-hmm. thinking that oh wow this is really gonna give gamers blue balls mm. and so they had to back up their shit and be like you know what yeah we're gonna do it we greenlit it mm-hmm. but you know ps4 was already out by that time but yes it was being uh, developed by cyber connect 2 okay and I don't know what happened. They just kind of parted ways and said, nope, we're going to take over in-house. You guys are done. Okay. I don't know why that is. Hmm. Maybe because it sucked. Listen, historically, development of Final Fantasies and Kingdom Hearts games, they have... They've been troubled. Yeah, yeah, they have not gone well in the last decade. I don't know what that is. Is that a lack of discipline or is it just like the old guard not meshing with the new guard well? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know between a lot of the franchises, they've changed hands. Um, between like Tabata and Nomura, there's been like this weird handoff developing across multiple <laughs> Sounds like a sitcom. generations too. He's sure. Tabata, he's Nomura, <laughs> and together you won't want to meet him. <laughs> like, <laughs> what we got, Nomura and Son? <laughs> Nomura and Son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe I, I think a lot of that, honestly. Having those old mindsets or people that have been with the studio for a long time mm-hmm. sometimes could shoot you in the foot, yeah. you know, where it's like new ideas and new ways of new mythologies just run into conflict with mm-hmm. this old guard. Or maybe, maybe like, like, I don't know, like the East finally catching up with the West's approach in terms of like open world games or like action styles. Like, to be honest, like the East is really set in like JRPGs and that standard approach of games that they've always done. It's their know? Madden. It is their Madden. They do it well. <laughs> The bulk of what was announced for the Square Enix conference was JRPGs. Really was. If you were a JRPG fan, this probably fucking gave you the biggest erection 
Like, you, yeah. you couldn't stand after this. Well, I, I, again, I don't have those childhood hooks mm-hmm. into Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. but what they showed looked great. The way they opened with it, too, was pretty great. They had the old-style, like, menu screen of, like, yeah. continue, new game, remake. Yo. Oh, man, people got so hyped when it, it went down to the remake. Yeah, it was really mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it a little bit. So, it is a, from what I see, it's a merger between the kind of uh, action combat style from Final Fantasy XV mm-hmm. with the conventions of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to bridge the gap where they added this new ATB system, which is basically like VATS for Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You want to get tactical with it? Fucking, it basically slows down time to a crawl where you can choose your next mm-hmm. move. And I was just like, yo, that looks real fresh, dude. And I think it's going to play out well because it seems like a more fleshed out combat system than VATS ever was. Yeah, so. That's true, too. And I was actually kind of surprised that you wouldn't just be playing as Cloud. It showed you switching between characters mm-hmm. on the fly. At least that's what I saw. Yeah. Where you can play as Tifa slash Tina. Mm-hmm. You can play as uh, Barrett, And I was like, that's really dope. Yeah. And then you can kind of like <clears throat> other Final Fantasies, the characters you're not playing as, uh, designate them roles to things that they can do God, that's cool. while you're doing your motions. That kind of reminds me of um, Mass Effect from back in the day. You mm-hmm. remember where you yeah. assign your team to do shit? That's fucking dope. I wonder if that how that's going to play out for like um, combinations and stuff where mm-hmm. like, you know, setup moves. There's so much potential there. And from what I'm hearing, everyone's loving it when they played it on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, yo, this is massively impressive. A lot of people are saying it is the the RE2 remake for Square Enix. Like it is a spiritual successor. It is a new game all to it itself. And it understands mm-hmm. what made the game great and expands it in just ways that are well intended for the audience you know yeah i there was nothing i saw that i was like oh that looks weak no yeah. no it, that was a strong showing i'm still thinking about it to be honest like between like the little character interactions seeing like the dialogue and, and interactions flesh out in a way that actually makes it feel more than yeah. it ever was yeah yeah really really solidifies the experience now i will so there are some oddnesses with how it is announced and like what are the details surrounding it mm-hmm. For one, they're, the game coming out in March 2020 is just called Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. It is going to be spread across two Blu-ray discs, mm-hmm. but it is essentially only the first third of the game. Which is crazy. Right. It only takes place in Midgar, which, fuck, that's what, disc one, essentially? Uh, yeah, more or less. Or just disc one for the PS1, mm-hmm. in, in those terms. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VII was initially split into three discs. So, so, two things here. It's not called Episode One. No. It's not called Final Fantasy VII, like, Midgard. They just called it Remake. Yeah. That's kind of confusing, even with the packaging, even with the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. And when they were asked about, like, well, how many more episodes is it going to be to finish it? The answer was, we don't know. They don't know. And they actually, like, followed up by saying, we hope to keep supporting Final Fantasy VII Remake, the first iteration, much like we did uh, Final Fantasy XV. So we're going to keep bringing episodes and content to it and keep fleshing out. It's like... So, so is that what it is? Like, where you buy this main game mm-hmm. and then, like, the extra, like, finishing episodes are going to be, like, DLC for these discs? Like, I, I don't know what it is. No, no, I don't think that necessarily. I think they're really just going to keep adding free content to the initial two discs to support that first game. And then there's probably going to be more additional content, like, once you get out of Midgar and further I, in the game. I hope they don't get too lost into that because I don't want <sighs> them to, like, postpone finishing the main fucking game yeah. just by being like oh here's another dlc chapter in midgard and it's like stop this make the rest of the game yeah i think it's gonna get off the rails and we're not gonna yeah. see the rest of this game until like 
2022 or 2023 it really feels like that and that's yeah. gonna be really awkward when the new consoles come out and it's just like well now you have to buy episode two for a different console it might be smart on their their behalf if they're trying to make as much money off it as they can they could do it cross gen they can get people to buy it as many times yeah. as they have kingdom hearts but like oh god i just i don't know i was hoping for a more fleshed out plan and vision with it i'm still excited yeah i'm sure. still super excited yeah, to get yeah, my hands it looks on this great but it's just, it's really confusing, the approach, is all. I, I think so, too. Um, and also, like, Midgar doesn't seem like a 40-hour experience. They said it is. They said it's as long as a full-length Final Fantasy. Each chapter of this game will be a full-length game. And they said it's going to be easier making the rest of it because they have the foundation laid out sure. with the design of this game. And I'm just like, yeah, that's easier said than done. Midgar is very different in setting and, and vibe than what the rest of the mm-hmm. game was. Yeah. Because I think uh, Inside Gaming even pointed this out. It's like when you get past Midgar, it becomes much more of a traditional Final Fantasy where yeah. you have the overworld map mm-hmm. and going around and you're doing some grinding and hanging out with chocobos. Mm-hmm. So imagine going from this gritty fucking urban kind of style uh, game that falls more in line with mm-hmm. like some of the city parts from 15 to something completely different for like the sequels where it's like, oh, yeah, no, you're it's all green. <laughs> It's definitely, like, one of the <clears throat> bigger settings in the game, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest set piece. It's just right. kind of where you start off and get your initial immersion into the, the game and the world. Yeah. So. It's, I'm I'm interested. Yeah. I am. This can get off the rails very quickly, though. Yeah, it, it has me a little worried, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. So. <laughs> I would have more confidence if they told me, like, hey, it's going to be a complete package. Mm-hmm. We're putting as much love into a holistic game instead of just going, like, hey, what if the the first four hours of the game were 40? (laughs) I'm sure the vision they have for it is awesome. I I don't doubt it. Like, Nomura knows his stuff, but how much is too much, you know? This is. It's too much. Okay, maybe. Um, There was a, again, like we said, there was a bunch of other shit that they kind of announced, but Mm -hmm. for me, the biggest shit is Final Fantasy VIII's getting remastered, motherfucker! Kind of cool. And it doesn't, it... It looks remastered. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see the characters' faces. That's something you couldn't do in the original. Yeah, it doesn't look nearly <laughs> as ugly. No. Um, and this kind of explains, like, the delay for the port to Switch. Like, when all these other games are getting ported to the Switch over the summer, Final Fantasy VII, Nine, X, X-2, all that, it explains the absence. Like, they were working on a, a remaster for it. Yeah, they were working mm-hmm. on something different because I think they either... They even mentioned they've lost a lot of the original code mm-hmm. and they had some licensing problems because of like music and, yeah. and certain things that were used in the original game. So it makes more sense to be like, you know what? We're going to put some different like effort into this. So mm-hmm. cool. I might get it on the switch. I think I really would. Cause I've been enjoying playing. Well, <laughs> I have been enjoying the act of playing FF seven on my switch, being mm-hmm. able to like lay down in bed, turn on something on the TV and, you know, grind out a few levels yeah. and have cloud say something horrifically offensive about women. It's been great. It's been really good. Um, and I want to do that again for eight. Sure. I don't know. I know I'm a Sony diehard and I want trophies. I better just get both. I, don't give a fuck. I could see you getting it across. I'm both. Get both. Yeah. I love this game. I love this game. I'm excited to finally give it a fair shake because I only got like 10 hours into it when I played it back in oh, man. 2010, I think. Oh, really? You yeah, played yeah. it back then? Okay. I played it on my PS2. Like I, one of my roommates had like an old PS1 copy and I'm like, all right, let me just give this a did shake. You, did you fight the, the T-Rex underneath yeah. the school? Yep, yep, Fantastic. Yep. I can not wait to do that again. <laughs> I love fighting dinosaurs. That's why I'm playing Horizon. I'm going to fuck everyone up when I rename absolutely every character. <laughs> Skull's a dumb name. <laughs> so that was my hype as shit, but... Um, 
They also showed off, I just want to point out, um, a game called Outriders yep. from People Can Fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a lot like uh, Destiny. It's a co-op shooter. And you fight monsters, though, is like the difference. It's not just like weird aliens. Mm-hmm. It's actual macabre monsters. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that, that's kind of cooler. Still got a sci-fi bent to it. Yeah. I kind of wish there was just a co-op shooter that was just like ugly fucking Lovecraft monsters that you're <laughs> fighting together. That would be a live service game that I would fucking back every day. I'd fuck with it. We have Cthulhu this week. <laughs> That's the raid. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I was like, it, it kind of really got swallowed up by everything else Square announced. Like, I'm struggling to remember everything that they fucking showed. It was like a lot of JRPGs. We have a oh, game coming from the team that did I Am Setsune. I think it's called Oni Kani. Um, oh, Okay. I, so I am crossing streams a little bit. I know there was a lot of Square support and JRPG support over at uh, the Nintendo Direct that they did oh. the next day. So I'm, I'm, a lot of what I'm remembering is actually from that. So I'm looking at the list right now, and it seems kind of underwhelming by comparison. But mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is getting remastered. Uh, the Last Remnant is getting remastered. There is a Circuit Superstars collection that Square Enix Collective is putting out. It's like a top-down automobile racing game. Oh, and then the other big thing was the Kingdom Hearts three DLC called Remind. It looks like it takes place in the third act, which is arguably like the best. Well, inarguably, I should say the best part of the game <laughs> for sure. But yeah. I feel like we didn't get any more of what it's supposed to be. I know you're now you get to play as different characters: Aqua, Terra, Ventus. Awesome, cool. But we didn't really get a taste of what the DLC is actually going to be. I traded it in. Yeah, I still have it. So, oh, but I don't think you'll ever go back to that game. Nope. Nope. No, I'm good. Yeah. So overview, I don't know. I think Square Enix definitely like they didn't disrespect my time. It was kind of lean for what it was, and I don't know. I I respect the overall approach for it. You know. I do too. Yeah. You want to get to the main event for Square? Yeah. Marvel's Avengers. They have been kind of kind of advertising this as like the world premiere for it, and we saw it. And gotta tell you, I gotta tell. I'm a big fucking fan. I'm a Marvel mark through and through same do you guys know you've been with us for three years you know how much we love marvel we've done reviews for marvel movies uh marvel games even insomniac games marvel spider-man we talked the shit out of that game we were hoping that this might be that game what's your verdict dude i'm very disappointed it's kind of weak it's the character models are kind of ugly i don't really appreciate the live service approach why why do all the characters look like the avengers stunt doubles they look like the snl skit that they did that was like (laughs) avengers the where jeremy renner was on it like the kmart avengers oh i just it's an eyesore i don't know that i like any of it everyone is asking this question which is is crystal and itis the right studios to make an avengers game i thought they were i am not confident anymore uh if they had want the single player closed circuited approach multi-narrative multi-gameplay facet which they could have handled really well they could have done an excellent job with that Mm -hmm. i don't know that they're equipped to do a live service game like this well they they really didn't give us an idea of what the fuck this game is Mm -hmm. it was just like here's some avengers you're gonna play as them you can play as all five avengers you can play as hulk you can play as um thor thor uh captain america there's there's more iron Uh, man and black widow yeah but and there's going to be new Avengers that we're going to release as content as DLC. They they showed Hank Pym, who I don't know, it was kind of weird. He wasn't like Ant Man. He just had a fucking shrink ray. Yeah, he just showed up at the end of the trailer. And I was like, am I supposed to be excited about yeah. that? What the hell's going on? What? So and then I come to find out certain things. So it's going to have a single player campaign, mm-hmm. as in 
that campaign's not co-op. Nope. Now, the game has co-op, but only in side missions. There's side missions where you can do co-op play, and you unlock more side missions as you get through the campaign. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's where they're going to dump their extra content, where it's like, hey, we're going to continue to do extra stories through the co-op sure. mode, essentially. Yeah, live events, things that happen within the Avengers universe. But the main campaign's kind of a locked-in story thing. I'm sure it's kind of hard to pull off a multiplayer <laughs> component with that where... There probably is a switch off between characters in certain moments or events where you play as the Hulk or Thor or whoever, and it's very designed in a specific way like that. Yeah, which I think that's fine as long as the campaign's like really exciting and the gameplay is really cool to support that. But what we've seen hasn't really, you know, rocked my socks. To be honest, we saw probably like a seven minute trailer, and I maybe saw less than 1% of gameplay. I don't know what this game is. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it plays. People played it on the show floor and they kind of had like a very tepid response to it where it's like, it doesn't feel as good as it could. Uh, I know the demo had people playing as Thor and just beating up Glass Joe, whatever enemies for just the fuck of it. Yeah, we have that game. It's called Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. If we just want to beat them up, that is our game. Don't do that for this AAA fucking experience mm-hmm. so the the story is kind of interesting we have taskmaster as a villain so mm-hmm. it really seems like this does not jive with marvel's spider-man universe so mm-hmm. it's not going to be a shared universe because we have taskmaster there he doesn't look like this no and he's certainly not murdering people in san francisco yeah and i'm okay with the fact of it taking place outside of the marvel That's cinematic fine. universe insomniac games did it with spider-man and that was awesome well, no, I'm saying it doesn't even share the game universe. No, I know. I yeah, know. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of like, oh, really? Yeah. All right, fine. That disappoints me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have that connection, you know, that yeah. continuity between it. I wanted to see Marvel Studio or Marvel Games try to do what the cinematic universe did for games. Mm-hmm. But I get because game development takes so fucking long that that's maybe not tenable, which is fine. I think if they had done a single player approach with it and reeled it in and maybe worked closely with Insomniac, they could have pulled it off. I mean, it is single player is the odd part, you know? Like, that's... Yes that, and no. Well, the, literally, the campaign is yeah. not co-op, so it's like, it's a strange thing where it's like, yeah, you could have had a story that mm-hmm. merged that, because, like, what are you really worried about merging these identities together? Mm-hmm. But we have this five-year gap, apparently, where the Avengers fuck up, San Francisco gets nuked. Yeah. Weird. It initially takes place during Avengers Day. There's this big celebration. Yeah. Captain weird. America apparently dies. <laughs> apparently yeah. but he's a playable character you you you, you fucking i'm getting confused <laughs> messaging here about everything and it's, it's just confusing and the characters look horribly ugly and even though they have an all-star cast featuring nolan north and troy baker and um laura uh, bailey laura bailey yeah um even the voices just sound so weird and, and i know why it's dissonance there's a dissonance mm-hmm. between what we're used to from the cinematic universe yeah. and who we imagine the avengers being and what this game does and the big reason for that is they're wearing the same costumes mm-hmm. the tone is very avengers it's really not forging its own identity mm-hmm. so it seems like a pale imitation yeah kind of i mean it's hard too when we've had the oppression of 10 years of cinematic characters and arcs and you know robert downey jr mm-hmm. as iron man to see this guy like this robert downey jr look-alike wannabe pale imitation he looks like his name could be joe stark it doesn't look like tony stark that i know <laughs> you know he looks like just a watered down version and i hate it you know joe stark and captain america looks like a cop and it's the first time in a video game where characters look like they're wearing wigs 
it looks like what the fuck is going on with their hair i don't know the original tomb raider had some weird hair physics going on and i was just like yep yeah. that's that studio it's hard to know if it's gonna be for me i i do really need to see some gameplay for it i need to see a plan for it um yeah yeah it wasn't the big show closer that i was looking forward to to be honest no yeah especially to start off as strong as they did with final fantasy 7 remake giving me characters that i loved like 20 years ago and reimagining them in awesome ways getting to finally see fucking tifa and cloud and all those characters interact and then see my walmart avengers i'm just like uh. (laughs) my sweet walmart avengers (laughs) yeah (laughs) my budget avengers i feel you i i really really hope they delay this game i do too i know there's been a lot of fan feedback and criticism about the character models and designs but uh, i think one of the leads said that they're not going to change them they're not going to make them look any different okay so delay this game yeah just delay (laughs) just delay this game to next october will be okay okay um let's move on to well actually can you want to mention kind of funny really quick yeah, kind of funny. It was kind of cool to see them back in December to have like an indie game showcase in the place of PSX. Mm-hmm. They really, really did a lot for indie devs across Nintendo, PC, elsewhere. And this was just a kind of cool showing of like, they're not just like a media entertainment company. They are a firm, mm. they're a footprint in the industry in a really important way. And I, it was awesome to see them kind of like up the ante and up the production of it all and really just showcase even more on a bigger level. They're a positive voice, and it's really interesting to see them evolve into a positive platform mm-hmm. for gaming. You know, that I, I think that's a really, really cool yeah. thing where it's like, fuck yeah. I mean, hell, Greg Miller was out there killing it at EA Play. Yep. Like, like being like the most authentic host where it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you are genuinely excited about these games. You're not some fucking manufactured fuck that they found out of a catalog. Yeah. You are gaming. <laughs> you know, it's so cool. And there's so many. I remember watching the showcase and just thinking... Wow, I want to pick that up. Wow, I want to pick that mm-hmm. up. Wow, it looks really cool. A lot of indie games that I wouldn't have seen that would have gotten swallowed by uh, Walmart Avengers and announcements like that, mm-hmm. you know? People wouldn't have noticed. Like, there's this other game that looks a lot like Sundered mm-hmm. uh, that looks really special and really fucking cool. Really cool side-scroller, like, action hack-and-slash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, that's a buy, you know? And it was, it's always cool to see Tim Geddes and Greg Miller and the rest of them do their thing. Even Nick showed up and got weird. <laughs> it. it was fucking great. I like it too because like the intro was kind of tongue in cheek. They tried to do like this big motivational intro and, with Tim Schafer. Yeah, and they came in like, "What are we doing? We're just trying to do a standard conference here. We don't need this like metaphorical bullshit. Like, let's just show the games. That's which, what people want." Which is like a call out because at least two of the conferences did exactly yep. that bullshit. Again, manufactured. Yep, manufactured. But yeah, cool, cool shit. Love mm-hmm. to see you guys grow. I want to see him the host like a bigger conference i do too i'm excited to see what they're gonna do they need help they you do. need us i don't know that they need us you don't need <laughs> us <laughs> but you need help are <laughs> right, you want to get to this nintendo direct yeah this i i've watched this the most because i edited a video together about it so i've seen a lot of this i could almost fucking close my eyes and see my my goofy green boy luigi <laughs> mario <laughs> i think it's i don't know i go back and forth i feel like it is my favorite second favorite um conference i really think it was lean and clean and just perfect for nintendo yeah Yeah. they know how to do their shit they've gotten it's tight it's a tight ship it's a tight ship well they've been doing directs for like what over a year now 
maybe two years now. Um, they really know the format. They know how to just get from one thing to the next, not mm-hmm. overstay their welcome with stuff, not show us too much of shit we don't care about. And if they do, they'll throw it in a sizzle reel. Yeah, honestly. So. Honestly, and that's the best way to handle it. Um, we have not one, but two new DLC fighters for mm-hmm. Smash, which mm-hmm. we didn't expect. We thought we would just get the one. They showed off the, the hero. I thought we would get two. Really? Or all of them, at least. How dare you? Yeah. We got the hero mm-hmm. from Dragon Quest, which... They're really trying to twist my fucking arm to play Dragon Quest, let me yeah. tell you what. Because they, they showed Dragon Quest like 14 different times at different conferences throughout E3. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's super hype for me, but what's really hype for people is Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Is in the game. That was kind of cool the way they introduced him too. Yeah, they did a fake out with it. They did had this Donkey Kong Country situation where, mm-hmm. you know, he showed up outside and apparently King K. Rule and Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong all sleep together in the same room. Mm-hmm. That raises more questions than it provides answers um but hey banjo showed up yeah the, what was the fake out was they showed the dog duck, from duck hunt, duck hunt right? yeah, yeah yeah fuck you <laughs> it was cool i think banjo is gonna really fit in in that universe and really interesting move set of like close melee attacks ranged attacks like it's i don't know i think he's gonna be a cool addition i do or they rather i want people to stay their hand when it comes to the excitement button because everyone's like we're gonna get a banjo kazooie remake on no you're not I, I just want to say it. No, you're not. Or at least not soon. Because everyone was like, oh shit, Joker's coming to Smash. Oh, we're definitely getting Persona 5. Nintendo mm-hmm. Bridge the Gap. Nope. That's not I happening. I mean, it's definitely an indication of these companies working closely with Nintendo, and we'll see support down the line, but it doesn't necessarily mean that these bigger titles are going to come to the Switch. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. we're going to get a full fight Banjo Kazooie. Doesn't Banjo Kazooie still belong to Microsoft? It sure does. Yeah. That's the whole thing. The so, side-by-side of this version, though, and the nuts-and-bolts version of Banjo-Kazooie, oh, God. Like, Nintendo knows how to give love to these franchises that other companies don't give a shit yeah, about. Yeah, here's a version of the character you actually like, yeah. and not, like, this fucking version. Well, they did it with uh, uh, did Simon it with and Richter. They did it oh, with Cloud. Yeah, they did it with... Um, Even Solid Snake, yeah. Solid Snake, so, yeah. Getting, like, you know, some, some fucking marketing company would be like, no, you gotta give Snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, and it's like, no, that's not the version that fans no. want. Give us know? the cool one with the ass. That's cool. We'll, we'll <laughs> give you a skin. <laughs> um, some other flyby announcements here. Animal Crossing New Horizons, this will delight you, is getting delayed <laughs> to <laughs> March. Another fucking March juggernaut. Yeah. Um, it looked okay. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing to get really super excited about it, but whatever it looks like just like a lost island simulator i want a castaway game yeah i want to use the joy cons to fucking break out tom (laughs) hanks's molars with an ice skate i just want to do that the license game we never knew we needed i want to feel the joy cons vibrate with his molar flying out of his gums somebody on twitter was like oh the reason why tom nook is kind of like chartering this island destination thing is because isabelle's in smash and she isn't there to run the island or you know take care of stuff so tom nook had to step in and be like the full operator behind it all oh no he's a full proprietor yeah he's fucked although they confirmed isabelle's gonna be in the game cool it looks neat i honestly don't think it's like graphically astounding but i think for the style it's you know it's it's animal crossing and people seem to love it i know people were crying during the announcement really yeah okay <laughs> yeah so we'll see i don't know if this is going to be the one that finally gets me into animal crossing i uh, i feel like simulators like that are so hard for me to get into at this age i'm not into it yeah i'm fine i'm okay i'm okay my games need guns and buns <laughs> snakes buns snake buns um legend of zelda Link's awakening remake is dated for september 23rd cool. fuck I, yeah i thought it'd be a fall game for sure 
yeah i'm kind of glad that it is a september game that's yeah. pretty fucking cool um, um they didn't really show anything else from it that got me any more hype than i initially was because like they showed me everything i needed to know back like yeah. when they did the direct for it so. i know what I, I know i want it but that's what it is they're adding like a dungeon creator or dungeon rearranger where you can basically take parts and, and rooms from certain dungeons and like rearrange them at your own will i don't <sighs> quite know the future but it seemed interesting i don't know that i'm gonna sure. engage with it though give me give me a zelda maker Oh, yeah. Do that. Yeah. You don't have to do Super this. Super Dungeon Maker. Yeah, just do that, man. Like, That'd that's be cool. Fine. Yeah. Um, Switcher 3, and they did announce that the entire fucking game will be on a cartridge. It won't be download DLC. It won't be any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But it's going to run at 720. Yeah, it, I've seen some or footage. 540. It doesn't look amazing. Yeah. And that's like one of those games that I remember being like, oh, this world is beautiful, mm-hmm. like on a PS4 Pro. I like that you can take the game on the go. I'm not going to pick it up for the Switch. I'm sorry. No. I'm I, I don't think so. I can't even I, finish it for the fucking PS4. How yeah. am I going to finish it for the Switch? <laughs> Those graphical games the that you're buying for, like, okay, games that are, like, they have an immersion to them. There's a graphical component that is meant to wow you. I'm not going to buy a watered-down version of it on the Switch. That's meant for people who don't have PS4 or Xbox and don't already own it. And I think it's cool that they're getting it. But for somebody like me who already owns it on the PS4, I'm going to play it there. They already own it. So. Look, I'm good. Yeah. But it's cool to see Nintendo getting support with these things and more games coming to the Switch and it kind of being like the destination console for a lot of different games. I think people are more hype about the fact that Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 are coming to the Switch. (laughs) They won't stop porting these games, Daniel. That was the weirdest reveal, by the way. What the fuck was... Okay, so we had this like spooky mansion thing where a couple walks in and decides to set up Resident Evil Remake, right? Mm-hmm. And they're playing that, and that's what they're advertising. I'm just kind of confused because it was like, this is not a new announce. Like, I literally had a pang in my my body that was like, are they going to port RE2? That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Resident Evil 1 footage. And then the actual announcement is RE5 and RE6 are coming. I'm just like, what is going on here, Capcom? Capcom, where the fuck were you this E3? Where the fuck were you? They, were not, they weren't with uh, Microsoft. They weren't with Nintendo. They betrayed the Capcom captain. Okay? That's is, me. Do you think it's just because like the RE engine probably hasn't been, like I don't know, out- retrofitted or modified for like what the Switch can do? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Very possible. I mean, we couldn't even get like a one-to-one version of RE7 on the Switch. They mm-hmm. had to do that weird streaming version of mm-hmm. it. Maybe that's it. But I would... Oh my god, I would buy RE2 for the Switch again. I think they recently announced that they're doing like a pro version of the Switch like with updated specs and like hardware mm. to it. So maybe after that iteration comes out, maybe we'll likely get a RE2 or at least RE7 first. I will say I do not like the fact that there would be a like, hey, some games can only be played on the Switch Pro or some shit like that. I would be like, I'd be kind of fucked up on that idea. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would really not like that if they were just like, oh, yeah, you want all these extra Breath of the Wild dungeons? Nope. <laughs> you got to get the Switch Pro. I wouldn't mind the PS4 Pro approach with it where it's like you can play either of the games on either version but it's gonna look better on your pro we will yeah see because I'm, I'm hearing they're actually going to production with that ship oh cool um i'm always confused uh but no more heroes 3 is happening be, I, just because no idea why <laughs> i it does it looks so fucking corny dude i cannot stand it i don't know why people swear by these games they're just good goofy fun no they they're not they are not i mean it has its <clears throat> fan base for sure but that fan base was never me so. nope never me uh luigi's mansion 3 still doesn't have a fucking date it's nope. upsetting um but it looks great i love my spooky looks very boy. cool yeah 
I want to take care of Luigi and <laughs> cradle him, that tall boy. Um, that's that's really all the ones that really stuck out to me. Um, I'm going to go ahead before we get into the big one. Sure. There were a lot of a lot of on-the-fly announcements, which are pretty interesting. Um, they're doing a Final Fantasy Tactics-type game based off of the Dark Crystal series in conjunction with like the Netflix series that they're doing. Um, yeah. It looks kind of cool. I used to really like Final Fantasy Tactics, <clears> so <throat> that's kind of neat. They're doing a Contra game. That one looks like shit. Yeah, it looks like trash, but they're also bringing a Contra collection um, to the Switch. So oh, less like shit. Yeah, so that'll I'm be cool. I'm more into that, actually. Um, I'm really into that now that I think about it. Yeah, they did more for Fire Emblem's Three Houses. Got me a little more stoked for it. Panzer Dragoon, which was big on, like... Oh, I forgot. Sega yeah. and NES. Like, that's coming, Those which are is... always fun. What's yeah. It? Hey, help me out. That was on the Dreamcast, right? Because uh, I know Sega Saturn was the first Panzer, right? I but think so. Dreamcast had Panzer Dragoon, right? Let me say this was a big one, and I, I I saw it happen. I was like, oh, shit, that's a big game that I never necessarily played, but it seemed cool that it was Yeah, I was like, what is this? It was I was coming like, out. oh, those games are always fun, man. Sega Saturn. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a rail shooter that was on Sega Saturn, and then Xbox. Oh, so they skipped Dreamcast? Mm-hmm. Seems like it. That's a sin. That is a sin. <laughs> um, and then they had, like, this really cool, like, sizzle reel of games where they kind of, uh, they saw, we saw Silk Song, the... Hollow Knight sequel. Oh my god, I can't wait. Uh, dude, I'm way, 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 way stoked on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we got more of Damon X Machina. Blah, 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 not really my deal. Not Astral idea. Chain got a really cool, like, I'm gonna let you buy that. Extensive gameplay thing. I don't like the whole focus on cops, because, you know, I don't like cops, I but don't like cops. I do want to play a platinum game. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw more of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which somehow sold me on it a little less. I don't know. Why is that? I, I really do want to play the game, but like I think I just need to have my hands on it. I feel you. Yeah, I don't know. I listen. Temper your expectations. It is going to be a simple beat 'em up. Yes. Okay. Like for it's, sure. not, it's not going to be like this fucking Odyssey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they also like announced some expansion that's going to feature X Men characters and um, F- Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah. I was like, oh, there was one other one where I was just like, that's really interesting. I fucking. I thought forget. it was two different X Men expansions. It might have been. Yeah, I forget. But that's kind of cool. And then the, another big one is that Spyro Reignited is coming to the Switch too. So that's kind of cool. I've never played. I've never played Spyro. I mean, yeah, I didn't end up playing it on the PlayStation like I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my big get hype moment was they're like, oh, we showed you everything we're gonna show you, but we've got one more thing in that like little cheeky way they do it. Do it, dude. That's how you do it. And within like three seconds, I knew because it was in the style of Breath of the Wild. But they announced they're working on a Breath of the Wild two follow up sequel. That's in development now it was a hype-ass trailer actually it was simple it was short it was sweet but it was most importantly spooky it was so spooky i've watched it like 10 times it's so cool like the music and the way that it was that 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 pan out toward the end when you mm-hmm. see the fucking um upside down ganon mummy yep. and when they pan out to like this the rumbling in the middle of hyrule i was like literally like i want to play breath of the wild again. and seeing like the fucking entire castle just lift up from the ground that was so cool <sighs> fucking hell i this is what i want this is what i want i wanted a follow-up i wanted a dark follow-up i want the fucking majora's mass version of breath of the wild here you know you know it's really <laughs> interesting the director what's his name ayanuma yeah. He would not confirm or deny whether Zelda is playable. Mm. I think that is dope. I think that, I think she's going to be a major player in this game. Because like, yeah. they're side by side the entire time in the trailer. And it looks like there's a, a moment where like this weird mythical energy comes out and basically like attaches itself to Link's arm. And I feel like there's going to be a part where like he's incapacitated for a bit. Ooh, yeah. that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing her. Because she's kind of a warrior in the Breath of the Wild. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I just hope that it's not like one for one with the gameplay mechanics of Breath of the Wild. Because mm-hmm. again, you know what would make my life so easy? If they mm-hmm. got rid of that stamina wheel bullshit and if they got away from the weapon breakage shit. That's sure. all I want. That's all I want. And then I could really even give me a casual mode, like mm-hmm. a, a survival light mode that I don't have to worry about those elements and yeah. just really enjoy the rest of the world. Because that's what's stopping me from loving Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, oh, I take it. It's my favorite thing in the place. Like, okay, yeah, I get that. I don't want to yuck your yum. It's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. That's all I want, though. I'm hyped for one thing, and I'm not so hyped about another thing. Mm-hmm. I knew said it's going to be even darker than Majora's Mask. Awesome. Oh, I know what you're not hype about. But he said that his team, his younger team of of devs, and they are really inspired by Red Dead Redemption 2. Fire them. Open world elements and its survival (laughs) elements. And I'm just like, I don't want more of that in place here. I actually want less of it. I want less systems. I want (laughs) less weapon durability. I want more. You want less weapon durability? (laughs) They're going to break easily. (laughs) I, I want no I want none of that in place. Yeah, like, I, know, I know. The I'm, weapon I'm, I'm right there with you. So that has me a little nervous because I want less of a like crazy over the top immersive open world experience, and I want more of a traditional Zelda here. I want a I'm return to dungeons. I want to do away with all the hundred shrines and the divine beasts that really kind of were uninspired and really boring. There's potential to do something cool here. I really think they could flip the entire world on its head and and throw back to something you know um, you know what i really want hmm. disgusting bosses like just disgusting shit yeah you know show me some freaky shit in the Zelda. there universe. was potential i mean you own the bosses that you got they were all different versions of ganon like ganon blight and i was like okay this is kind of whatever the yeah. enemy design and breath of the wild was kind of uninspired for me yeah, across the board like... like random enemies mini bosses big bosses so the thing is, like, I don't know where that game ended because I never beat it, so I don't know where the sequel could go. Mm-hmm. So I don't sure. know what happens to the end of uh, Ganon Blight, I think his name is, or Calamity Ganon. No, that, that's what it was, Calamity yeah, I don't know Calamity what happens Ganon. to the name of Calamity Ganon at uh, whatever. <laughs> Magnanimous Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens to him, so it'll be interesting to see how this one picks up and, and moves forward with it. So. Yeah, uh, I, I need to ask you, though, here's a real question. When do you see this shit coming out? Let's see. I wasn't surprised that it was announced because the engine and assets are already there. It makes it so easy to turn around and sequel. True. It won't take five years. It's not going to take five years. They already know what they want to do with it. They already know what fans liked about the previous. It's really kind of smart to keep us in that world and do all that. I see it coming out maybe 2021, like spring of 2021. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. I think it's almost on the money. Mm -hmm. Although it would be a fucking... I would be surprised if it came out next year. Super surprised. Because, like, the way that they announced this almost says, like, you don't even have a goddamn title, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I, I think we're so far away mm-hmm. uh, for, from, like, a solidified, like, yes, this is the game, this is what's going on, here's mm-hmm. mechanics, here's how it's different. I think we'll see that trickle down mm-hmm. next year. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think 2021 makes sense. It's going to be some time. They definitely took their time with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and this is actually, like, the first, like, proper sequel on console we've gotten for a Zelda game in, like... 20 years that's true almost 20 years i mean ocarina of time and majora's mask they were rolled over so fast because the engine and assets were already there and they already kind of had a lot of the same character models and stuff to work with yeah they kind of just flipped it around really fast i think it was like within a year that they knocked that one out this is going to take a little more time though i feel you so so that was e3 folks yeah that was e3 um Uh, nintendo honestly god i i want to give them best of show because they didn't waste our fucking time 
No, they did Everyone didn't. else did. They've already refined their, their Nintendo Direct approach. They already knew what they, they wanted to do. They know how to deliver to us. And they really delivered for every type of Nintendo fan. I am disappointed in like a couple so. of things, though. Hmm. I'm disappointed that they didn't like kind of bolster the ad value for Nintendo Online. Sure. I was really hoping for, at bare minimum, SNES announcements. Mm-hmm. At maximum, GameCube yeah. announcements. But yeah. that didn't happen. That's kind of disappointing. Um... Actually, that was most of it. That was most of my mm-hmm. disappointment. I was like, eh. And then I'm, uh, I'm super disappointed in Capcom for not giving me Dino Crisis for every platform in existence. That was very disappointing, yeah. You fucked up again, Capcom. <laughs> you fucked up again. Last year, I overlooked it because of RE2. Mm-hmm. This year, what did you have? What did you have? I gotta wonder, though, if we're just gonna get them in different conferences, like maybe... TGS. Uh, yeah, TGS or um, State of Play. Maybe we'll get some stuff with Sony and them down the line. So. Whatever happened to Deep Down? Where's Deep Down, motherfuckers? What the fuck is that? They announced this game fucking forever ago for the PS4. It was supposed uh, to be an online, like, medieval time-hopping game. Yeah. And then they're just like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we won't even announce that it's fucking, like, canceled. Uh, they just let it die. <laughs> I don't know. As a whole, I think Sony was kind of smart to sit this one out. They kind of knew last year that they might have wasted people's time, and they didn't really want to do that again. Yeah, and they true. know we're transitioning between console generations. and Yeah. They didn't have anything to show, and I think that's okay sometimes. It's like we got Sony announcements sprinkled elsewhere. Like, we got this fucking 12-minute trailer for Death Stranding, mm-hmm. and then, like, the announce that it comes out this year and shit. It's like, okay, maybe Sony didn't need to be there. Yeah. But I, I do I do hold hope that maybe they do something this year that says, like, hey, here's what PS5 is going to be. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to have. Something like that. Yeah. I don't imagine that we're going to get more state of plays this year. For so, sure. There you go. I think we're going to get, like, on average, like, one every month or every other month going forward. Yeah, but E3 this year? It was kind of underwhelming. It was? No, it definitely was. Last year, like, I had so many get hype moments, so many reveals, so much shit I was excited to talk about and tweet about. And this one, I was just like, I mean, granted, I was in a weird headspace, but still, I was just like, okay, sure. I hope next E3, my boy's not so sad. That's all I hope. Do you think that this kind of marks maybe the beginning of the end for E3 or, like it changing down the line i i don't want to be uh doom and gloom and say like the end for them Mm -hmm. i think it is definitely a signal for them for the esa to figure out what they need to do going forward Mm -hmm. what can they do because obviously your biggest biggest clients or your biggest like you know showstoppers are kind of wondering what is the efficacy of e3 Mm -hmm. what is the point of e3 Make them not wonder next year. You know, mm-hmm. do do something kind of big for it. And I think that's going to take a lot of legwork. But maybe that's just kind of the push because there's a lot of oversaturation in the market and this and that with mm-hmm. conferences and, you know, the difference between this is a press event and a fan event and E3 tried to blur those lines yeah. and it still hasn't found its footing there. Whereas like PAX, for instance, definitely a fan event. And because the fans are there, companies are more interested in showing up there. Mm-hmm. I think we might actually, like at PAX West hear about some shit that we were just like what the fuck why wasn't this at e3 hmm. i i will bet you all that that's gonna happen but um capcom and <laughs> you know but I, I i think it is definitely one of those signals where it's like beginning of the end perhaps but you know times change nothing lasts forever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. gaming's changing everything's trying to go streaming and mm-hmm. this and that the market's changed and maybe we gotta make sacrifices right like think think about it in broad strokes. We lost like 
we lost like print media mm-hmm. for gaming, right? We just have Game Informer. And when GameStop goes, Game Informer is gone. Mm-hmm. But that's just a sign of the times. Yeah. That's how things are moving. That's what's going on. We're in an ecosystem where companies are doing directs and state of plays and mm-hmm. inside Xboxes. And that's the future. That's a way to get to the consumer. Yeah. Not some fucking hoity-toity show in the middle of L.A. that only point zero 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 five of the population will ever see in person. It's true. That you gotta learn how sense. to, like, evolve with the time. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense anymore. So, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, no. But it's like, no, dude, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Very well put, I think. You're well put. Thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, what else we got? How do you want to close this out? I want to close this out. By saying Capcom, I'm disappointed in you <laughs> once again. Luigi, you're a sweet, sweet green boy, and mm-hmm. I want to hold you. Guigi grosses me out. Yeah. That's gross. It's like fucking flubber. <laughs> I hate it. But I will play that game because you can slam Ghost into the ground. And it's motherfucking co-op. You better get this game, Daniel. I'll get you it. better get this I'll game. I'll get it. You better get this game. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I guess That's all I got for you. My closing remark is I'm in love with short-haired Zelda and uh, somebody get Gan in a bottle of water. <laughs> Boy, my boy's looking dry. You got the, me on that one. That is like the new meme where last year was like Bowsette. This one is dehydrated Ganon. We got to end this now. But uh, again, guys, thank you for your support <laughs> as always. Thank you for listening. Please engage, share, do the thing. If you want to hit us up on say our, our Twitter at Save Room Show. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little drunk, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to engage with us there, um, check out the YouTube. Check out all the hard work that Kevin's been working on. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you hate his Final Fantasy. VII Please don't reaction. do that. It actually really gives me anxiety. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, he's very self-critical about I stuff like that. Hate you. Yeah. Oh. But yes, please share us, subscribe to us, help us out in any way. Your support goes a long way, and we're nothing without our little save roommates. Inspired by Red Dead. Suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next week, guys. Remember to save your games. Bye.